Welcome back, one and all, to the weird world of DC Comics, presented to you through the eyes and mouths of your dynamic duo of dummies. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 294. 294, Eric, and I'm going to show you the door. Yes! Right. We haven't had you in the beginning for a while. No. We ended up, because we end up recording it, it gets late, and we're like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. And it has been weird because I just get through it really quick. Now, I have also been doing the mail when we get a couple mails, and I get through that quick. Me and you do the mail today. Eh, quick. And no. it's me. I just need somebody to talk to. It's what I need. But I'm here, this baby. This is episode 293. We're close to 300, Eric. 294, say, Jim. 294. And then we can say goodbye. It is what it is, Eric. 300. Every Stop time, doing this. Every time we get to any sort of big number. So 300 is coming up. That's cool, right? That's yeah, skewing the cool. numbers a little with those spotlights. That's what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. You got that? Ooh, why? But let me tell you where you can find us all around. We are on Twitter at Weird Science DC. We have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review the new books of the week. Everything you hear on the podcast tonight will be on the site already. We also have, Eric... A YouTube page. If you go to YouTube and look, look up Weird Science Comics. Just like the kids are like. Yeah, those kids. You're on the gram. We got it all. All right? The gram and the, the lockbox. Isn't uh, that it? That is. Three lockbox. That's what Sammy Agar told me. And I think he's down with the kids. And so you end up adding that. But yeah, go over to YouTube at Weird Science Comics. I do some reviews and things like that. And we also have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for all of the stuff that we do that I just mentioned mention plus get a ton more in return and the big thing that we do each week me and eric get together on thursday night to do the weird science dc comics patreon only spotlight we get two books that are picked we by the badasses we do and the badasses of the get fresh crew beep, beep, boop. Boop. they end up picking two books from the stable of books that come out that week and now we're getting <laughs> enough books each deal stable <laughs> you end up having that and the books they picked the big book they did pick, <laughs> Batman yeah. and the Outsiders 13. Obviously. Right? Eric, that was the one that was the big book. But they also picked Dark Knight's Death Metal number one. So Feels if you want to like hear those. That Batman and the Outsiders, doesn't it? It did. I, I didn't know where that came from. I actually, you want my full opinion? I usually think that I have my ear to the pulse of the streets of yeah. the Get Fresh crew. Beep, Beep boop. boop. Is that I think they were like, okay, well, we picked Dark Knight's Death Metal. <laughs> that is the All huge right. book of the summer. What other bullshit can we add? Oh, yeah. Batman and the Outsiders, nothing happens in that, and they pick that. That's what it seemed like, because I actually thought they'd pick like a, a Flash annual or something with or it. Young or, Justice, you know, or Young Justice. Or Young or Young Just Us. I don't know, Eric. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, we ended up talking. I think it ended up being an hour and 20 minutes. Something like that. Too long. Hey, oh my. Stolen my dreams. <laughs> no, we actually, I, I like to end up really stressing to people that when we do the spotlight, it's not a, hey, let's get this done and get the hell out. Even if we Sadly. said that beforehand, <laughs> it, it never ends up that way. It ends up being a very extended deal. We try to do a little more with that. Also, Especially when we you have, have a big book like that. You want to get yeah. some in-depth to like talking about also, it. Also, with that, we also, Dive at deep. that point, we haven't talked to each other for a while, so yeah. you have that as well. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go listen to Batman and the Outsiders number 13 I know that people need to Edge hear seats waiting. they need to hear that Jefferson Black Lightning may expand his abilities uh, just but nothing like Katana. just like Katana and Duke Tom, uh, they didn't even come up with that I need a new name for him too right Signal. 
Yeah, no, no. Now he's got the darkness powers. The darkness powers. It's the signals. No, I I think that it's like one of those things. I want something that's going to be like when the the street lights go on, you get your ass home. That's his new name. Hey, everybody. Hey, anybody get a hold of when the street lights come on, you get your ass home? No, he wasn't around. (laughs) All right. There you go. That'd be okay. That would upset me, though, because while the signal is not the greatest name that could ever happen for Duke Thomas – it's very special to me, and I don't want it to change. That's why I want it to change. I'm sick of you crowing about it. I don't need this. But yeah, uh, when we talk about the badasses, Eric, of course, what we also like to do. You, you like yourself a roll call, right? You Who say doesn't? it all the time. Roll call. Roll call. Roll call. You start doing. Hey, my name is Optimus Primal, and I'm going ape. Hey there, Eric. What do you say? Is that is that good? Is that, Safe. <laughs> that is my uh, Dinobots deal. That's called the Dinobots. That's my Dinobots. That, that's called the Dinobots shuffle. Eric, is what that was called, right? Is that good? Hey, they call me first aid, and I'm here to say I like patching up the things every day. Is that is that a good roll call? I'm not a big fan of the protect the bots. Yeah, you don't like to protect the bots? Somebody needs fan. to somebody needs to protect your bot. I mean, really, that's what happens. Do they have like anything that's like called junk in the trunk? Do they have that? You got junkions. Okay, there you go. I'm in. I, what where were you all my life, Transformers? Now I'm starting <laughs> they, they to realize. That. Now I'm starting to realize they were always there and they still the main are. The Junkion Rekgar was played by the voice of Eric Idle. I don't know what you're telling me, but I do love Eric and Idle. And Transformers Animated was played by Weird Al Yankovic. I believe that Eric Idle may have played the Wizard Rincewind in some of the Discworld stuff. I, I'm pretty sure so? of that, right? Nerd. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. You're there with the Protectabots and, and I'm purpose. a nerd. I'm a nerd. Yes, I am. But yes. here we go, Eric. Roll call. This is the badass roll call. See, sure everything is. gets extended. There we go. We got Man Chip. I wonder what book he's bought this week that was nonsense. He's always up to no good. T Funk, Luke Hollywood Prime, Nine, Lone Wolf, Marv, Lawrence Lee, Niels Tewart, my man, and our man, Rob Lewis. Now, Dalton Edom, Christian Faults, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Manga. Mark, Eric, Manga Mark, oh, Eric Manga G, Mark. David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Adam W. Lafferty. I'd like to welcome him to the badasses. Ted Propes, another one that you wouldn't recognize. Welcome. He is a, a newly recruited badass. Brian King, Bill Fear, Thomas D. Felworth, Cam, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton. Tony Walner, oh, Joey Barracosco, Joseph Watcha, Comp Book Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, My Man Pete from NYC, Polly P down under, probably riding some kangaroo or something down there. You got He's the cellar Joey. dweller. Mm. Lu- uh, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double, Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Ruben, and all-time Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. So thanks Reggie. to all of you there. Oh, I hurt myself. Uh, is that? I thought that that was you actually tapping out the no, thing. No, it's, no, it's the like, thing is, I, that's I, I a hate weird this. sort of deal, though. James Tynan was it actually talking right, about though. this on Twitter, where I was talking about this. And I'm thinking about this. How is it that everybody seems to have assholes who set off fireworks every night? And the thing is, it's every night between 9 and 10.30 at yeah. night. I'm like, why? 
Well, Did you, you think to that? yourself, like, maybe James Tunnan is the guy living down the hall? <laughs> is that what you thought? He might be. But actually, it worked out for Reggie. That was the shout out to the Hall of Fame, Reginald. Uh, and so, yeah, we have a podcast coming at you and also some fireworks. Sounds yeah, like Eric. Eric's there at D-Day. my life. Well, what are you there with Jimmy Olsen? Are you going to go behind the enemy lines as well there, Jimmy? But yeah, we're going to go on to doing this here. Well, why isn't it, Eric? Why isn't it? But hey, everybody, we're going to get on to all this stuff going on as Eric ends up losing his mind with the fireworks. But we have a bunch of books for you going on here as well as some mail and all that jazz. So we're going to go off right now and get to it. Hey, here we go, Eric. Here we go. Yes, here we are, some Jim's reviews, even though all of these are Eric's books that we're going to start this first section with. And uh, if you want to go and read the reviews of these that Eric did review on the site, it's weirdsciencedccomics.com. And some of these I'll even have video reviews. Not yet. I haven't gone to yet because I hadn't read these yet until we were getting ready for this. But I'll have these and most of the books that we have on this podcast tonight. You have some new views going on this video podcast? Yeah. Going to bring a little bit more? A little bit extra? No. I I end up saying, hey, go watch. I end up saying (laughs) some things. What what it ends up being, it'd be the same. And you would know that it would be if you would end up going off to do something, especially after me and you would talk about it. You do kind of tend to combine things and maybe come up with things and afterwards. So, yeah, I'd like to think that sometimes I come up with some new things. You've read the book. You've got an idea about things. You and I discuss these things. You go away. Sometimes I'll even mention it information to come up with an even better thing yes these video uh, reviews well, are amazing they may be <laughs> these might actually be mind-bending uh, by then and i say uh, when i mention you i say you know eric said that but that's nonsense that's what i say makes then, sense eric. it all comes together yeah but no, sometimes I end up where I do these. And now this does add another layer of review when it's an issue that I don't like. Boy, it gets tiresome to get to like four different versions of the deal. But some people don't like to read Dems reviews. to breaks. Some people, I, I just want to have them available to everyone. But when I have to end up talking about the Green Lantern more than once, Eric, it ends up driving some me Some people don't want to just read stuff. Some people don't even just want to listen to stuff. Some people want to listen and look at and, things at the same time. See things that is true. It's crazy. They're not. They're not going to see my ass, but they'll see these. Some People are strange. There. 
They are. That's what Jim Morrison told us. But yeah, we end up what I would love to call this section is something anything but the Bendis section, but it is the Bendis section. The section. And then and then the Dan DeDio section at the end. And while I'll tell you that I think that the best book is the last one I of agree. these three. I still have issues with that. Not issues with the actual issue itself, but issues, issues with of issues. things were definitely changed. Things were obviously changed because you referenced something in that issue that really would have been something, you know, that wouldn't normally have been. So I think that they went back and and when you do when we get to Metal Men, we'll talk about it. But that was a book that was supposed to be the road to 5G. It was the craziest As Dan thing. Dio told us, you're gonna start yes. seeing hints of 5G and metal men yep. right away. And because that doesn't seem to be happening, Instead, I think that's we're seeing hints things. of Dan Dio being fired in Meadowman. Yes, and that's where I think that where you're going to have uh, an idea I of just that. Like to of- imagine, just think about this before we even get into it, where Dan Dio is a bartender at a bar that the Meadowman, now being self-aware, just hanging at. Just think about what this lead, the road to 5G would have been, where the big character behind the bar would have been our road right there, yes. and that's it. But it was changed. There he is, and it was changed. So I do Some think that- bar back. I think this issue is one of those, and and we have behind the scenes talking things of things getting changed, things yeah. being forced. There's Dan DeDio, who not necessarily a writer number one, you know, he was bigger than that, things like that, but he seems to have adjusted pretty well. Yeah. At least we get something that's readable and things like that. And I, I, wouldn't think, I wouldn't think that DC would be any sort of, you know, behind him fully with this book either. I, I really don't think, I think it's one of those where DC he gets seems to have ingested that freaking Spectre mist and has a grudge against things when people don't line up exactly where they want. everybody, yeah. And so I think that what ends up happening is Dan DiDio writes it. He sends it off email or whatever, the script. And then he's like, hey, what did you guys think? And that is dead. That line just – so he's answering it. He just goes See you with next it. month. But, but here we go with the first two books are by Brian Michael Bendis. Sadly. Like we said, a guy who seems to be able to do whatever he wants and to do just, this you know, whatever. And he kind of, you know, gives us some answers in one of these books. But you end up and it's one of those where it's tough to talk and read two Bendis books in a row because just the pacing, the way he does things is so similar. The voices never change, things like that. But we're going to give it a go. Eric, we're going to give it a go. And what we're going to start with. We're starting with Superman number 22, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Kevin Maguire, Alex Sinclair, and Dave Sharp. Mongo has brought War World to Earth, and since Superman couldn't stop Mongo before, what will he do now? Well, he'll just beat him, of course, to destroy War World with no problem whatsoever. Yeah, maybe Earth being in the balance, Superman dug deep and found the strength out of nowhere, but in the end... The truth arc ends in a whimper, in my mind, as Superman saves the day, gets the United Federation of Planets back on track with no problem at all, and the only ramification of the identity reveal, not to mention the Daily Star story of Superman declaring himself King of Earth, is Cameron Chase telling Lois that the world is cool with it, but our man of steel just can't screw up. Yeah, what happened? We ended up seeing people protesting. We ended up getting the idea this is an alien that has proclaimed himself King of the World, and that's the last we saw of it. It didn't even progress from there. So, again, you even said, well, maybe Superman gathered up some strength. Yeah, the world's in danger. Maybe. 
And maybe while we weren't watching, the world was down with Superman being the king of the world. I don't know because we haven't seen either way. We only Everybody saw that got together deal. and watched the Titanic. Oh, the king of the world. You know what? Yeah. Superman is the king of the world. I Just like a young Leo DiCaprio. I think they were just looking at all the other potential kings of the world. Oh, so like these shit people right there. Let's get that Superman yeah, up in here. Let's go Superman. So you end up almost with the idea too. I'm the king of the world. Oh yeah. By the way, I was also lying about my identity, not lying, but not telling you the full truth. I'm revealing all this way. And that should have made it worse. And yet we never got a lot right. from it. It just kind of hung there. But- I, I want to know if I'm dense in this whole situation here. The answer is probably yes, but this is the end of our truth arc. A thousand stories as Brian Michael Bendis can come out of this whole reveal of the identity. And the big thing about this whole thing, we started off with the Daily Star receiving an email from space after, you know, when Thanagar was there and they, Superman declared, was it Mongol who sent that? I don't know. Or and I don't think it was. Air of mystery that we're going to deal with later? I think that might be an air of mystery because I don't think of that as a Mongol we thing. We don't deal with that anymore. And I, I bet we don't deal with it ever. Out of any, I'm telling you, there's Brian Michael Bendis. You can blame it on the shutdown somewhat with what we're dealing with with action. The last issue of Action Comics going into this young justice, but Superman villains, the big come like, you know, Superman revealed himself. We have the Superman heroes book one shot, Superman villains one shot. How are people reacting? And in that, we, you and I both had the idea okay, maybe the reason that Mongol is tougher here than he has been previously is because we saw in that issue, Mongol saw that Superman was just acting as a lowly human. How dare he? Mongol Jr. or Mongol III, depending on which Mongol we're dealing with, what the continuity is right now, went up and killed his father and usurped the idea of Mongol, that he became Mongol, and then but now we find out that happened after this, even though in this issue, War World is destroyed and Mongol is sent packing. I'm like, this I, is I don't my biggest the problem. At all my biggest problem with. with all of this, and this is something that I talk to people about, and they argue with me things about, and it even throws you into the mix, Uh-oh. Eric, because Not you me. are known as a guy who loves continuity. An American sweetheart. You like to have continuity. <laughs> But this is the thing. People think that we're against Brian Michael Bendis because, and it is an annoyance that he doesn't seem to know the DC continuity. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing or the characters. But the problem is, and I will stand by it in this issue and everything else we have, even next with the Young Justice, what gets on my nerves, because I'm not as big as continuity as you. What I've always said is I need a continuity within a story. I need the writer to show me that they at least know what the hell they wrote. And so when you do this, Brian Michael Michael Bendis keeps on stumbling over himself. He ends up, you just pointed out, War World's destroyed. But yet later we have that. But then it's Mongol Jr. Y- you don't know what's going on. This shouldn't be that confusing. This is a simple, straightforward issue. Though, you ended up having Superman fight Mongol all these other times. Mongol Got wins. Ass Next time Superman talked wins. About, then I Mongol am, wins. I am giving him my full strength and I can't even slow Mongol down. And it's down. never but explained it's why it's different. And yet it goes different and you have the opportunity to do that to tie into your own oh, thing but you mess that timeline oh, wait that up. doesn't make sense because you just told me yeah. that's not what it is now exactly you you messed it up now you have the death star exploding that's cool but with War that World. too you're also gonna play with cameron chase who is what is the, the ramifications FBI now, of leviathan and what, about leviathan? what is that's, the ramifications the how come these the thing are is, what i'm talking about like we had a vent leviathan went out of our way to say this is a huge deal he even called it an event in his goddamn title where yeah. we had all the secret agencies all the agencies Jerk. of the world taken I down you. i know but uh <laughs> We don't see anything, any day-to-day life being any different for Remember anybody. Remember when I told you this. I told you this, and I believe it was in the Wonder Woman How book. How even the Suicide because Squad's we, still active? Yeah. 
I, I ended up telling you this in that nobody was going to play along fully because if they did, that means books are done. And you, you ended up having like a Etta Candy show up and all you do is shift you, instead of being like, oh, I'm from Argus. Now I'm just FBI, CIA, even though Cameron at one Chase, point, FBI, FBI, at one point it said that and Brian, and this is where I'm talking about a continuity within your story. Leviathan, the whole story, first off, they said nobody died. We saw people die. Oh, yeah, then bodies. it said that actual governments weren't affected. It was just these underhanded secret organizations. Later, we were told the FAA went down so, and also the FBI. So now all of a sudden, that didn't happen because you have the FBI, but you don't have this. Yeah. Then in Young Justice, we end up having Star Labs, but you have to watch for them. All of this stuff never makes sense in a timeline of his own books. Also, you were promised, you mentioned it, a thousand stories. Oh my God, Superman revealing his identity, a thousand stories. Well, every one of them has fallen flat. And also, I think that he believes that one of the things that he can now do is have Superman while he's in the Superman costume say, well, as my time as a reporter has taught me, you could always do yeah. that. He makes it seem Tony, as the, if this the one is something thing that we new. Saw from we that know Superman Superman's Clark Kent, right? The one thing that we saw in that Superman villain scene that really just upset me the most out about everything, like even the idea that we have Superman the Truth, part two, because we did Superman the Truth back in 2015, then that yeah. was retcon, now we have to do it again. But the one thing I've been wanting to see for so long now is Superman with a toy man arc. And the only thing that the yeah. reveal did was make toy man think, wow, he pretended to be a human the whole time. I'm a good guy. Now I'm going to join checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> you just and took the one the- thing I wanted off the table. That's I all know. that happened. And even like I said, he there's Superman. Like, you know, it's my time as a reporter and Clark Kent. Like he almost makes it seem like we didn't know it, until the oh reveal. Like, oh my goodness. That Glad is he true. Spilled that he out. I was on the fence this, this whole time. This is something that real Superman fans, you know, will complain about with the idea of a Superman should be better at detective work, even on the Justice League and stuff, because he is a investigative reporter. So a lot of times it isn't played with, but it's always there. And just having that, and then just the idea that everything you set up, Mongol, oh my God. And, and it's setting up this, how long Mongol's been around. I'll even throw in, you know, times in other books like that Naomi? he's shown up. Yes. And so when you have this, you're supposed to be leading, a, you know, a building tension. Oh my goodness, how is Superman going to get out of this? But everything's been back and forth, so you're just kind of bouncing around. You, you really don't care. You see Mongol again, you're like, oh, here comes Mongol again. I wonder which coin flip we're going to get this time. And then when Superman beats him, you don't really get that. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that's great because y- you don't even know why before it was happening. And you said you could have set it up with Mongol Junior. And well, then Mongo Superman the realizing it. Or the third. Yeah, I'm saying or the third. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just mean his son. Yeah. And so there would be Superman doing this. And even at that, I ended up at one point thinking that maybe they're going to play with some stuff, but you already end it where it's like the reporter in me kicks in and I can't help but catch a glimpse of the real Mongol out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to put, oh, he he just means nonsense. (laughs) And so I just really like, that's it. And then you even have Mongol who all of a sudden looks like he lost his favorite puppy. No! That's the thing is too, because not only do we nerf freaking Mongol, and we made him OP before out of nowhere, now yeah. we're nerfing him because it's the end of the arc and we have to. But I just think back when World World, I can never say the word right, but War yes. World, 
was a big threat that people feared. Yeah. And now Sabrinus goes in and blows it up, no problem whatsoever. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I hit us fly in, tear an engine out. And, the end. and even, and like you said, some of the things may be because of the shutdown and things like that. But you even had this bit where, yep, I'm fighting Mongol going, well, you know, Kara really showed him before. So I'm going to steal we- some of her moves. I hope that she doesn't mind. I'm all like, right. what are you talking I- I'm about? I'm telling Please. you, the thing is, I was, when I was doing the review and I was reading this whole thing, I was going to go back and search for whatever this is. <laughs> Said, but then I said, fuck it. it. And I want to know, do you remember what the hell Supergirl did up against Mongol? Yeah, she do was you? always hanging out and doing things. I'm sure that she that just went f- at him. She, she flew upside remember. down and punched him in the head. What I is mean, this really? move that he's stealing from Kara? Because it does I not. I don't know. It, 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 it the move seems to be, I'm just going to enter into War World and rip it apart. I, yeah, that, that worked. I mean, go Kara. <laughs> it might be the best Kara mo- move or moment that we've gotten in a year and a half, actually. And, and she's not even involved. But yeah, even the idea, like, I hope she doesn't mind. I don't think she will. Just shut your mouth. Like, was this something before at one point when it was supposed to be part of the Supergirl book that we never got? I don't know. I I really don't know. And yeah, you you end up War World. It gets destroyed. Superman puts himself in danger to destroy War World, even with the idea that you have throughout this is Mongol, though, saying, hey, Mongol just wants Earth, but I don't know why. And it's always something that is thrown out by Brian Michael Bendis, but yet... I don't understand it. I don't know why it happens in Young Justice again, where he'll give you information. It's not information. And then things just happen. And, and everything doesn't have ramifications. Out of nowhere, because we have Mongol, who is the, the leader of War World. It is his own flying war planet. This is what he yeah. has. Now to say that we're going to send Mongol back to his planet of War Zunes, like his species of War Zunes, is not going to be having like, why did you just add this thing to Mongo that you didn't need to add at all? And it just feels weird. And you actually, for some reason, it just even lessens the character now that he just seems to be like. But that's a- the thing. They only used that because that was in the villains deal. So now off he goes to get killed. I don't know. That That's when you get that deal. And, and But when this is going on, too, you end up having this Lois Lane and Cameron Chase deal. Me and you like Cameron Chase. Yeah. We, we like to see that. Last there time is a we guy saw in- her before and, you know, going off with Lauron, the werewolf Kryptonian, we yeah. thought they were going to start a werewolf detective agency it would have yes, been great called chase, chase the moon, the moon. Damn that's right. what we wanted we wanted chase the moon we're so stupid you end like up, that and yes we are <laughs> we're very stupid but what's also stupid is the at? idea where you have brian michael bendis right werewolf he shows up but, but yeah probably. brian michael bendis shows up and pretty much says no hey i had to tiptoe around everything i don't want to destroy anything yet he's destroyed everything i don't know what really he thinks destroying things is but he has done all this leviathan you know even the stuff with uh, jarell krypton all that but why then when i see cameron chase show up i'm expecting him to reveal some things have her here reveal so things. that because brian he's michael the only bendis. one who's allowed but I'm saying he's the only one who seems to be allowed. Nobody else know. is allowed to do this, but he never does. You have Cameron Chase, who y- you mentioned, oh, man, surprised to see you with the Viathan stuff. And then Cameron's like, really? Like, that's really low. Too soon. Too Lois. soon. And that's it. And then you're like, oh, never yeah, yeah, sorry. And it's the back and forth, you know. Are you married? No. Where's your really? husband? Really? You know. Where? Tree. No. Kitten. And when I read that, when I read this at first, I swear, you know my husband, Tree, and I thought she called Cameron Chase Kitten for a second. Yeah, that's what I thought, (laughs) because it was Kitten Tree. So it's all, you know, it's like, you know, Kitten Mouth Tree. Yeah, and I'm like, why did she call? And I'm like, don't call me Kitten. Is he climbing a tree right now, Miss Lane? This is how little I trust Brian Michael Bendis. You know what I thought he did there? 
I thought that he accidentally thought that was Cat Grant and got the name wrong or a nickname. That's all I thought it was. I really did think he thought it was Cat Grant, but it's, you know, it's such an awful page turn (laughs) to do that because it's kitten page tree. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Lois is getting weird. Just calling people kitten from now on. It would be funny. Then Superman shows up. Hey, what's up? Kitten tree. He actually, she was making that his name. It's a household joke. People don't get it on the outside. You're also there. You're trying to show this tough Lois where she's, you know, not given information or stuff like that. This isn't the the time for that anyway, kitten tree. No, you say, he's off saving your ass. It has to be Cameron who says, probably saving my ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all of this, though, this whole half an issue of Cameron going back and forth with Lois, where who also goes in? I go into your house and say, hey, you want coffee? Why am I offering you coffee? It's your coffee. And no, okay. No, I was saying you can't have it. Oh, I was saying that I was going to give it to you. All right, ah, kitten tree. I want to kill somebody, kitten tree. So, so you, you go, where, where's wrong turn? We need him to say that. So you have all this, that whole half an issue of Cameron and Lois, nothing happens. It is basically saying, hey, you know that all that stuff we set up where Superman is looked at Everybody's as all he's pissed doing all this right now. Everybody's pissed. Well, They're we all came to a consensus. You know, the governments and the organizations that aren't around anymore, we all came to a consensus and realized, just don't screw up. Yeah, how much of a stupid <laughs> thing is that? To send an FBI agent to Lois Lane to say, hey, from now on, don't mess up. Like, which department of the that FBI, a given? Like, where is she from that she becomes like, is she in Washington? It's the like, department of not messing up. I don't know. They all mess up. Who knows? Nothing is said. Like she she went just from, comes you know, in looking DEO, like a man in black. DEO agent goes to the FBI, yeah. all of a sudden just has the authority to tell a the DEO king of the agent. world that the rest of the world's cool with it? Listen to me. I know a guy who's in the FBI. He ended up having to go through such a strict deal. His dad owned a pizza place. That ended up causing like six months of a delay. Obviously, because everybody who has a pizza place around here is involved with the mob. Cameron Chase has been up to no good a lot of times. There's no way. She's got a werewolf Kryptonian. I'm telling you, she's hanging with a werewolf. (laughs) That's right there. Out. But yeah, and to me, I think Cameron Chase going to the – that's a step down as well. She has a detective agency to run. Hopefully. the moon. I mean, really, she should have been something where she could have hooked up. She was going to play out a lot like Angel in my mind. Yeah, really. I, I think she should have just went and become a, a reporter or something. But yeah, so all of this. Just imagine that idea. Jessica Jones, but with a werewolf. Well, yeah, really. It'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be awesome. You end up where this puts the whole deal like, oh, my God, everybody's upset. That's that's put to bed. But also to me, it means like the Daily Star, that, that big reveal and that big set. That meant nothing either. So I'm this just, just puts the Daily Planet back on track there. And I, yeah, I know. But even then, she's like, listen, and saying to Lois, like, things that don't even, you know, pertain fully to Lois. Like, the idea, and your paper better not do it. Well, she's only one reporter. Yeah. I mean, if the paper does something nonsense. Talk to Perry White. It just, yeah, really. And just but Lois does nothing. have that publish button that she can just have that she authorization does. to go and do that, apparently. It's like the no limitations, no limitations. button, Eric. Right. She could just dump that, right? Now she's already writing hey, next, next headline. Cameron Chase is a bitch. That's what she's doing. I don't extra, know that she extra, should go read with all that. about it. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. You have John, and, and then even Jimmy when took you a go picture through of this, Bat Boy, Cameron <laughs> Chase. <laughs> Uh, yes, coming. <laughs> uh, Cameron Chase is off. So yeah, you end up having 
Superman just beat the crap out of Mongol and then go the and say, end. hey, everybody, look at me. We're going to well, be no, good. No, no, no. That's the thing is even this whole thing because then we have we, – we beat Mongol. Now we got to worry about the United Federation of Planets. Well, last time we saw them when Mongol attacked them, they seemed to want to be on the outs because Superman couldn't protect them and all this was bullshit. For some reason, we're on – Daxum Planetary, not the planet Daxum, the Daxum Planetary. Daxum Planetary. And Superman's just now wearing a tunic for some reason. Again, that's like, it's not a Leviathan the event. It's event Leviathan. This guy gets everything all screwy. But pretty much just said, hey, everybody, we can work together. It's going to be cool. Hooray. Yeah, that's it. This is how things keep ending. You have Rogozar that seemed to have been a villain for at least like, 38 I want the Dominators years. at least give a little bit of hubbub about something here. Really? I want them showing up in like a domination outfit, right? They got the whips and the chains. They're I, I ready. They're the dominators. making up rhymes and doing some crimes. I don't know. But you end up all this. And, and basically, you said it to me before I read this. I believe I read a little bit of that in your review Maybe. of – Brian Michael Bennis just wanted to end this. Yeah. It's just like, well, I got this other neat thing. He has a flighty way of doing things where he sets up something for a long amount of time. And by the time we're bored with it, he seems to be bored with it a little later. But still, well, he gets and just end it. How crazy is it that we have this gigantic problem where the world seems to be against Superman because it seems that he rep- said he's going to represent Earth. You know, the FBI come to Lois Lane. They want to talk to everything. This Superman hasn't been on Earth for a while. He doesn't know this. So when he finally gets home and Lois is like, hey, what's with the FBI? Man? Oh, I don't remember. Nothing. And that drove me nuts. And I'm like, so Superman actually goes to sleep here not knowing anything that's been going on for anything. Why that doesn't bother me so much is because Cameron matters. shed shit. She didn't tell him anything. The uh, world hey, got uh, pissed off well, and before Superman hey, came back. They got yeah. over it. I mean, why isn't Superman saying, man, I came down. I thought everybody's going to be throwing bottles and cans. Clap your hands at me. And nobody is. They're slapping me high fives. What happened? Sup, I don't know, honey. Looks like you're the greatest. But still, I could just imagine they sit there and it does remind me this is Superman looking like he may tell his greatest regret, Eric, right here. But he's not. But he lays down and says, hey, uh, what the FBI have to say? Well, already you kind of know the FBI was there. So were you, were you eavesdropping from beyond no, no, or whatever? But he, he saw Cameron Chase's card that she left. It's just weird. But he says, though, you know, what did they say? Nothing. I could just imagine what they say. Oh, uh, they said that you can't mess up. He'd probably be like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> really? They sent you all the- They but couldn't just call wor- you for that? Don't worry, Jim, because the most important thing happened here. Lois, after three, one year and three months and four days, finished her book. She did finish her book, and she doesn't no want Superman to read it. No more late nights at the Chicago Drake Hotel. She doesn't want Superman to Maybe read it. she can finally come home. It's it's like me. I, I send you a parody song, and I know this song is like three minutes long. Uh, right? I send it to you. Three within minutes. Ten, within 10 seconds, you are already telling me, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm I like, would never do bitch. that. You son of a bitch. Even and that's what she doesn't want. She doesn't want speed screw up and do here. that. I would make sure that I waited <laughs> you would the appropriate wait. amount the, of time. The best I think thing these is things you, throw. The best thing is you would sit there and watch the time when you could be listening and just <laughs> did not listen. Uh, oh, it's great. Uh, oh, what was your favorite part? As All long as Jess isn't in the room, I listen to every single thing you said. Yeah, me. actually, I ended up having that one parody that probably won't hear tonight, but it ends up talking about Jess not having a real man of you. She heard that she from the heard distance. That. Just she heard thought, She thought it was about her. And that You're just made so me go vain. off. And they, I want to I have Jess's 
guy. There you go. You do. But I don't. You do. <laughs> I do have them. I have them more than just us. There you go. But yeah, so at the end, you also have a little thing where Brian Michael Bendis, you son of a bitch, you're sitting there and you're, you're tightening the screws on some people with this idea, though, of, you know what? I miss our cute little boy and his cute little face. And that doesn't you sound like the bitch. boy that went off to the 31st century. It's almost like you want things to reset. And then to great Krypton. Which right there is a, you know, that and a great, great Rao and things. Fine, that is nonsense. At least, at least it's he didn't nonsense. say Rao. How is he going to think that? Like, that's something that you just yell or say. Look, you know? Superman I, is a very impressionable person. He just spent a lot of time in a fancy tunic and space talk to aliens. He's got a space talk going on. Wait a minute. You're right, Eric. Great Warminster. There you go. See there? I can you play the been game there too. In 20 years. Exactly. There is no Krypton. When the hell is he, he been was there? He was on the sister planet Dax a few minutes well, ago. Well, he was there. He also went back in time with I Booster imagine, Gold, I so maybe we can do that. everybody at Dax. I'm like, hey, you remember that planet Krypton? That was pretty cool before our people left and became Great Dax and Mike's right? Hospital. There you go, Eric. I'm just going to play this game. If you're going to let it go, I'm going to let it roll. No Quakertown for you. It's Warminster, me and you, born and bred. Great South Philly. You end up, though, with this kind of thing, and I actually put it online and said, oh, no, here we go. Here comes the nonsense of Brian Michael Bendis trying to get people into something because it does really seem like and she's half asleep so it's one of those things where you start telling the truth when you're drunk half asleep right here i believe lois is both so she's like man i miss that little boy you know and there's superman yeah you know he is pretty freaked out that he was in a volcano for like seven years with ultraman i mean i don't a child trust still. these <laughs> i'm telling you i don't trust him off with all these sexy ladies in the legion so we better stop at that but no it, it almost gives you hope that you're going to end up the Triplicate girl, it's weird. Yeah, really. <laughs> that that is a, a right away with that orgy waiting to happen. Yeah, I've had this with thought this for a long on. time since I was yeah. a child. <laughs> It's weird. I like matter eater lead, but you end up with the whole yes. idea yes, of this with, <laughs> and that's the problem is I call myself matter, uh, Eric, but you, you go with this and you have this along with that last bit of Legion of superheroes that actually John said, you know what? You wanted me in the future to teach you things. I think you have this pretty well down yourself. And I'm like, I, I might think that he's going to try either to revert or maybe he knows what's coming down because just he would be one of the your, guys. With Kara, just get Supergirl in the 31st century, switch sides a little bit. John, do your own thing with the Super Actually, Sons. I, and all you need to do is have some emergency in this house of Kent nonsense and end up having them need. Well, again, why wouldn't they need Kara? But still, you end up Kara goes off. She's with the Legion and you have John and DA. I don't know. Just de-age them. Everybody well, we'll just wants get a that. weird just- timestamp. Like something's going to happen where we, like, for some reason, the Legion is cut off from the present time, like we had after the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Well, when you, yeah, really, when you have things going on, and DC is is now like this. Where have you ever witnessed anything that is so much where they're giving you everything that nobody wants, but they want to stick it out? I mean, Rick Grayson. The Christmas, we talk my about parents later. gave me nothing but board games, but wouldn't play with me, and I had no friends. Mm-hmm. Listen, that, that's that's your problem. They gave me everything, <laughs> yeah, but gave they me thought, nothing. They thought you had friends. <laughs> no, they didn't. And we just really, moved. What ends up giving more friends than going into a Monopoly. group of kids that you haven't seen saying, hey, anybody up for some Monopoly? <laughs> Right, and then, and then oh, next no, thing you I know, my own battleship. Next, yeah, next. <laughs> oh, I do have a clue. The clue is I'm a loser. It was me in the, in the kitchen with nobody. With nobody. 
with the news. And the next thing, you're trying to buy shit with the Monopoly money. You get arrested. Oh, my God. You are a loser. Holy crap. It's, There's a reason you, I am the way I am. That's the best thing is while you're playing this, you only could play Ganip. That's it. You, only, you know what he was there to get up with you. Hungry, hungry Eric. Yeah, That's why that you're a fat so. Oh. oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh just I, <laughs> I, I have to I have to just stop a second. <laughs> I'm giving you a lot of credit for that with the news. <laughs> That was good. It's true. It's sad, but true, Eric, as we have heard in song. But yeah, you end this and it's just nonsense. Oh, my God. But yeah, here's the thing. When we talk about all of this stuff and we talk about Hawkman later, I guess that if you're just reading these, if you're just reading the super books, really, you don't know what the hell is going on anyway. And maybe you could, I can't even see liking this though, because the pacing is so slow and you don't, the ramifications never happen. Nothing. You got his identity revealed and he wants to tell the truth. But it doesn't matter. Okay. And that's, oh no, the planet, the United Federation of Planets are going to, oh no, they're fine. Oh, where's Kirk? Isn't he part of that? You end up with all this where we said you get a thousand stories like my friend Herb used to say. All of them are terrible. That was his joke. Uh, But you have that. But he also didn't tell us that we were going to get him within five years. So, I mean, really. And so with this and thinking that there is the deal where Brian Michael Bennis said his time on Superman is coming to an end. It seems like maybe after this next arc, it'll end. And that's you what he says. just but he ruined also, everything for everyone. He also says it's not going to be for a long time. So what's his, well, whatever said, his thing is well, for a long time, that could be said, six months. don't worry, but six months is, you know, and that's six months starting in September. Yeah. So you still have to get to there. So that is pretty long away. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see. And I, I ended up throwing shade at him, and I don't think he realized because they are like, "Hey, everybody, uh, don't worry. It's you know, it's not for a long time." And then I put, "Okay, well, now I am worried." <laughs> and uh, he thought that I meant you know something nice, and he retweeted it. I was throwing shade hundred <laughs> percent. Maybe he's just uh, a so- good sport. No he might be. He seems like he is. He seems like he's a better sport than a you know, writer now. Because he is a he's a classic. He is an all time great. He really is. I mean, we say all this. He's a Hall of Famer for what he has already done. But he's a Hall of Famer who has stayed, stayed in the game on way too long. Too yeah, long. Yeah. You know, now problem. he he was a great right fielder. Then they moved him to first base. He's barely a DH anymore, Eric. And you know what I'm saying because you are a baseball fan, right? Also, or he's like the top. Cent- he's now fifth line. They don't have no fifth line. He's there. He's in the practice squad. He's nonsense, Eric. I am mixing all the sports together for you. I understand He's the problem, though. Moving from right field to first base, it's not bad. you got to have an arm no, to be no, a right field. No. Yeah, that's why when you get when you end up getting older, they have to move you to yeah. a place where you don't have to move a yeah. lot. That's where you go, and then you Seems become like a, a good DH. transition. No, well, it's not. That's when you know you're ridiculous. Actually, a lot of people make that move, but still, that is when you get older. John Crump ah, was a first so. base, but he was a big fat guy. It worked fine. Yeah. You know why? He started at right field. Right there. You just proved my point. Exactly. He was a big fat guy. He moved to first base, and if the Phillies at the point and all that would have had been able to use a DH at that point, he would have been a DH. So there you go. He is the John Crump writer. Stuff. 
He's the John Crook of writers from Kaiser, West Virginia. Yeah. Eric, there's a little trivia. I did but go what'd you give for us? some reason? But six yeah. out of 10, I gave us because I, think I told you. Maybe that's what it was. The thing is, I really enjoyed the art. And there's some of the stuff, if you were in here for a big Superman Mongo fight to watch the Man of Steel come out on top, you will get that. But everything else is left behind because you get that. It's not a terrible issue. It's just not a very good one either. But six out of 10 for me. Six out of 10 for me as well. And you're right. You do get the moments. And this is where when people are arguing with me where I have to give them props or they end up throwing back in my face is the idea. Well, what do you want out of a Superman book? You want Superman to come out on top. You want to do that. But it has to make sense. Yeah. And it has to have the ramifications of the other issues. Gotta feel you real. have to When you're setting up things that seem big and then you end up revealing that even the idea of we thought that maybe the United Nations themselves would be pissed. Like, no, oh, the, you know, the deal. Cool no, no, they, they love it. And everybody Can't seems to around, love it. Clark. You got to keep this shit straight and narrow. I mean, just imagine if, you know, I Can know I'm no, no Superman, but if you end You're up having somebody, I mean, just imagine now you have a big debate of is Bill Gates a philanthropist who goes out and or donates a, a lot of rapist. his money or is he that? And is he trying to tag us to track us later? That, yeah. that is a guy that why isn't there that with Superman? There would be a lot of people against Superman that there was. We saw that. that anybody's going to be against somebody. Look, I don't want to sink aliens in here being yeah. the king of Earth. I mean, really, you, I'm used to have, on this. you used to have all that in the mainly action comics, I believe, of the, you know, the internet and the whole YouTube, like, it could do with this because they would have people losing their minds, but out of nowhere, they don't, and everything's fine. As long as you don't mess up again or, you know, go... Maybe the people so are ridiculous. still pissed. It's just the governments that are cool, but we don't get to see that because we don't, we don't have a bigger it. picture of anything that's going yeah, on in no, the world. we don't, but what's next? Next up, we have Young Justice, number 15, written by Brian Michael Bendis and David Walker with art by John Tim, Scott Godlewski, Gabe Altieb, and Wes Abbott. The truth about what happened to Superboy is revealed. Kind of. And the explanation we get is pretty much what you'd expect if you've been reading DC Comics for a while and had the most basic imagination just like I did, where Superboy was transported to Gemworld and somehow wasn't affected by the universe changing. Still don't know what's up with the Impulse, though, or how any of this makes sense with both Superboy and Impulse looking like they were somehow de-aged and their progression throughout the 2000s never happened. Yeah, this is underwhelming, but at least it's something. Yeah, and yes, it is something. Now, it is also 15 issues in. Just right, to look, get something. You know what the something is more than anything that I'm talking about here? The idea that we have an explanation. And just imagine, because with the shutdown and whatever happened, what came out, the action comics issue that we had last time where Superboy was sitting around and we got actually no answers compared to this issue that should have come out before it, where you get something. Just imagine, though, that progression where you get the most basic yeah, at least idea know here, something. and then you move on to action comics because he's been invited to the Hall of Justice. The freaking most, the most brilliant men in the DC universe are going to look into it. And in that issue, you did absolutely nothing. No. And so there's a weird deal of getting that action comics first and then going and like, oh, my. But just think if you did get the progression where you have Connor, who seems to know things now when he goes up to Superman. I don't know. I don't know. know. Well, he got the info. He got the info. He's a big dummy. He should have been able to tell that. But the whole idea of this is. Why does he look like Connor from 1997? I don't know. Within two to three issues of this whole deal where we were trying to figure out, okay, when and we were promised, if you remember, issue six was, oh, I know you guys remember the crazy arbitrary number. There's 34 and three quarters of questions and I'm going to uh, answer them. We got shit and you didn't find out anything about the one question that we wanted. And I warned you and everybody else, 
what he does, like he says, a thousand stories, 34 and three quarter questions. That doesn't mean he's going to answer the ones that you really want. He just said there's questions. One of the questions is where does Connor end up getting his, you know, leather coat shined? This whole thing is we want to find out what Connor is. That's why we have Dr. Gloria, the evil head of Star Labs here. It was, you know, they're taking down. She has the information that Bart's going to get off the computer and tell everybody what happened to Connor Kent. Somehow she knows, but nobody else does. The timeline has changed, but only certain people remember. But the problem with this is that we have – People within our Young Justice team here who, like, you know, Tim Drake, he had his mind magically yeah. opened by Zatanna to remember, oh, my God, I was part of Young Justice. These people are my friends. remember Doc but- Sampson. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do that. But uh, the idea it that did. he did not remember that they graduated from being Young Justice and became Teen Titans. And even yeah. Arrowette, though, who was a part of Young Justice, one of my favorite members of Young Justice, who we don't do anything with because she retired from that. We, we she's here, but why does she remember being part of something that never mm. happened in this timeline that we have it's to magically open up? But we're only focusing on Connor being the Superboy from a pre-Flashpoint Earth where he went to Gem World. The timeline shifted; he was protected. But if you go back to Young Justice number one, this this series number one, yeah, where it seemed that the big deal, the getting us started, which I thought was a compelling way to start, was we're in Gem World and all the crises that have happened to the DCU. It's affecting Gem World. They want to do something. That's yeah. why they went and started attacking earth that's what got our young just together in metropolis and maybe it was washington now but that's what we got them everybody together but then at the end of that metropolis at the end of that six issue arc we then said, oh, wait, no, the things that were, have been affecting general, that's just Dark Lord Opal and his bullshit. Yeah, so it's like, changed. But uh, this is the thing is, Connor went to general, he wasn't changed, but for some reason, Amethyst was changed. Did she just happen to yeah, be taking a weekend changed. back on Earth at that point? That's the thing. And that's where he doesn't go with the idea. This is a changed Amethyst. So what happened? And like you said, could they? I don't even think he think, thought that through. And so when we were talking about this by about issue two or three, you said to me, I know it's going to be something stupid. That time didn't change on Gem World. The most basic thing. Why did it take this long to get to that? Now, maybe there's some well, things behind that, the scenes the that we're changing is, around and they we have to had do something. We had a new get 52 sword and sorcery amethyst kind of book that changed everything up because it was a part of the yeah. new 52. And I think the second run, whenever it came out of the books that came out, but we have now had this Amethyst from the Young Justice Wonder Comics. We have the Amethyst from her own book, and they all seem to be different versions of the same yeah. character. And I'm like, yeah, and I don't think they're ever going to address Amethyst because it's just Amethyst. But the idea in my mind, and maybe I'm reading it wrong or whatever, when you end up having this, you have Bart like, oh, well, let me tell you a tale. Like, you could have told us this. Why a year is and he impulsed? That's the thing is, like, he was yeah, Kid and Flash. And he could have told us this info. That he has. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah, I was kind of seeming that things were wonky and got mushy and and all this. And and then I did. Why didn't he say this all along? Now, it does seem like he's hiding something that he's doing this, but we haven't done anything with this. So this is the problem with this issue. We spent so long traversing the multiverse for nothing. We just got Tim Drake to call himself Drake based on a villain character of himself. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. I'm just – Yeah, Earth 3 nonsense and didn't even make that much sense then because it was out of nowhere that the Earth 3 – was different and, and spoilers, all that stuff Batwoman, that he threw in. Yeah. she's good. 
But does yeah. that mean she's bad here? What, what are we know. doing? And so when you're doing all this, the, the basic thing in my mind is, number one, we have way too many characters. And they play with that. Yeah. He does play with the idea there's too many. Well, it's one of those but, things like you had at the end of the Teen Titans run before the Flashpoint happened where everybody who's a Titan comes together for the big ending kind of deal. Like anybody who's ever been called a Titan, they come together because not only are they a team, they're always going to be a Titan in their yeah. family. So you have all and I these think he's people trying show to up. get that. Because, yeah, I'm telling you, you have in the end of the Teen Titans run, you even have a joke in here where Bart's talking about just us, you know, where yeah. the reason they are called Young Justice from the original Young Justice series, where they said, hey, what are you, like the Young Justice League? No, we're young, but it's just we're us. We're just us. So they okay, have this young kind of justice. joke playing on that, yeah. and you have all of these characters coming together, which, you know, feels like the end of the Teen Titans series as well. So I'm like, you're playing with all these things, but while you keep adding your Wonder Comics bullshit with, okay, now we have Naomi, we've got the Wonder Twins, we got Super Miguel and Summer, we got the Dial H crew in here, and then we got the other just Amethyst. young justice coming in here and everybody else we start off so we have a billion and one people here at the end it's like we don't have enough page space for anybody to no, actually do haven't. anything here and it's it's getting to be pretty much legion of superheroes where nobody has anything to do and you have naomi in this and she had her six issue some people loved it i still think we didn't get enough from it to be actually you know going forward and then she was in a bunch of, but she's here she hasn't done anything and so now she's gone And it's one of those, like, it's Brian Michael Bendis. Again, like I said, of him getting bored after we've been bored for months and then just stop. It almost seems like, all right, he's setting this up. Naomi, he doesn't have anything to do. And she's leaving too late. She shouldn't have been here. Or if she was, do something with her. But it's taking, and now she's gone. Hey, and it's almost like at this is, you know, it's almost like you got a car, you got a car, where all of a sudden Bart is going through. He finds out all the information. He reveals that he knows this thing. And I think that what Brian Michael Bendis is trying to do with this wow moment of, hey, everybody, crises and reboots. And that's supposed to explain everything. Like, oh, that makes sense. The weirdest part about no. all of this, though, is that Dr. Glory has not changed since, like, before Flashpoint no. to this point. She knows that the world has changed. She sent Superboy away and she knows this whole thing. So, I don't understand Dr. Glory's part either. I don't either. And she tries to get away in the portal and Bart gets it. But then Bart pretty much has little notes like, hey, Naomi, here you go. Yeah, that's going to be good. Hey, don't read it out loud because we don't want to know anything about what you are until season two of Naomi. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. Let's go. And then, hey, hey, you guys, you're this. And, oh, you're going to have to go because you're that. And you're not getting anything again. You are just getting and, – and when you have all these other characters, what we want to know is why they know each other, what the connection is. You have wasted so much time by adding all these just in this issue to say, well, I do – like Brian Michael Bendis. And I think that maybe we are more enthusiastic about this when it's one of those like he's finally giving us what he should have before. But at least we're getting it. So we kind of, OK, well, we'll go with it. But by the end, it's almost as if he's like, yeah, I have too many characters and I want to deal with Bart and Connor and Tim and that's great. All right, but we'll see if it going to go off. You'll be reserved members. We'll call you when yeah, we need we'll you. Yeah, we'll call you when we need you. And I'm like, why were they there all this well, time? They needed him apparently. I, yeah, and it's it's just weird. And there's just some weird things in this that just seem like they didn't fit fully in. I'm telling you, at one point Connor looks like Victor Bogdanovich showed up and he's still it really did. I mean, it seems like maybe there was some art laying around that they threw in and and just kind of adjusting things on the fly with that big thing of the multiverse. You know, that is intriguing, but 
And we kind of knew that it would be Gem World and it's out of time. They're not and explaining anything. And then the day anything. is safe because the FBI comes in. Freeze, FBI. Yeah, Dr. you're under arrest. Yeah, right. because you ended up having, you know, the Wonder Twins call. And then they come in, they freeze, and they're like, we better get out of here because they'll arrest us next. Let's go fight things. And then we're done. Hey, everybody, if we need you, we'll call you. Even what? this we're whole not really afterthought where we have to go off outside of the secret star labs that they found, Dr. Gorian, and fight all her mutated monster yeah. men for no reason for no reason. For no reason. Oh, I think and it's wrote, just like, shit, I got some more page space to fill yeah, here. That's, it all seemed like that because after the reveal of Connor of what we wanted, you end up with at least six pages of, hey there, what about me? Oh, you're pretty cool. Oh, right, but we'll call you later. Oh, uh, hey, what are you doing, Naomi? Well, I'm going to fly with – nothing happens. Now, do you, you think You Bart just end up with nonsense. just got Dr. Fate's phone number from Dr. Glory's computer because the whole thing is this is a Bart who's not part of this universe. Nobody remembers I Bart know. besides for the people that do here for whatever reason. And he's like, you know, Ginny Hex – this is Dr. Faith's number. You need to call him like yesterday, dude, to find out about your trunk and whatnot. Yeah, I'm like, but how would he know? Because you don't like even you know said, Dr. No, Fate of this universe. But yet we had it's that issue number? where as it went down, everybody knew him, even as Impulse, and then they didn't and stuff. It's a mess. And the thing is, again, like we said with the Superman book, though, if you like these characters, you're not going to get them a well, lot the of other is, places. I love so you these can characters, enjoy but I can't enjoy it as much as I want because they're I not don't. being done right. Yeah, I don't enjoy it. I think that it's the it's same just like the idea, type of like, nonsense each time. The idea is like, here, I'm Brian Michael Bendis. One time I read a book where these characters were there. I think I got a basic gist of who they are. So I'm just going to write them. And that's what, that, that's what it really yeah, feels like. like. It is. As long and as then, the artist can draw them the way they were for what he thinks they look like. you know. And I'll tell you, Bart being Impulse feels weird when I guess you can't have you know another kid flash because he has to go yeah. back to Impulse. But you know, Jay and Irie West are back. What's Irie going to be? She was Impulse from the Flash Rebirth. We'll see what goes on. Uh, but that's what Brian, when Brian Michael Bendis, again, I, I think that he's stuck in this book still because he hasn't revealed stuff, something that I said early on with Superman. Here, man. What is Sideways do? It's just because he's just, he just wants to throw everything at you. But the thing is, I think that that's, it, it goes in with my theory of he's still in the mode of this book of trying to prove to people that he knows the characters and knows the universe and things. So throwing Sideways and he really thinks that this this is a bit like, oh, I got set. No, that's a deep cut. We'll add that. It's like when all of a sudden people are like, you better have silencer in Leviathan. Then he adds her and it doesn't make any no. sense. But so in this one, though, you do have these moments. They're not really Brian Michael Bendis moments because they're art moments. But yeah, you see, you see little Lobo there, Eric. I see Lobo. all these guys. I see the little Lobos. I, yes, I end up seeing these, but that doesn't mean that he, but I think this is him like, look at me. I know it all. I'm there. I'm the guy. That's the thing is, I'm not even sure because when I look at the big team shot as everybody's about to leave and stuff like that, I'm I'm thinking to myself, well, you end on the idea that Connor's talking like, well, Impulse, you didn't tell everybody to choose her. Where have you been this whole time? So like, oh, yes, we still have the big mystery of what Impulse is and where he's from and stuff like that. What timeline? But I'm sitting here looking at this thing. I'm like, are we going to get that first? Are we going to find out what's up with, you know, Teen Lanterns, Green Lantern Gauntlet? Are we going to find out more about Ginny Hex's trunk? Because we have all this freaking bullshit that, that doesn't Ginny matter. That Ginny Hex's trunk has been going on since the first Walmart giant issue that Brian Michael Bendis read. That seems like 10 I years ago. I personally want to go back and deal more with Wonder Girl and Zeus and stuff like that that we started with. And the idea that, like, you could take your place among the pantheons. Like, no, that's not really my thing right now, daddy-o. Yeah, I, I just think she has a lot of junk in that trunk, this Eric. This is all wrong. But you end up, too, where you have that deal with the little Lobo, too. I just like to say that. Or even that deal Im- with the idea that Zeus is so dead cute. and she doesn't even know. I know. Something. Little, 
little fat impulse there in that page makes me smile. He's he's so cute. He's there. And even like the, the dialogue, like you, you can kind of have some fun, but the, uh, hey, are you saying that because you know, or are you, you're a cutie? I'm always a cutie. I'm a cutie patootie. I'm the cutie pie. The sweet potato pie. Oh, God. And then you have the thing where at issue 15, and then just say issue 16 next, you would think that we have a team that's doing something, not still trying to just decide how and they you know, know what the each other. the worst part is, too, if you think about it, with the timeline, because one thing that does work with, you know, Connor being taken out of time and coming back and looking the same, even though he appears in my mind to look younger because of what he's wearing and his haircut and stuff like that, is that with him being the clone, he will always look like he's 16 years old. That works. I want to know, like... Hey guys, um, how come it, if I've been gone for so long, how come you guys still look like teenagers even though when I left you, we were growing up? And also, they should tell him to get rid of that Nazi haircut. He looks like Macklemore. Who is he in the thrift Honestly, shop? Honestly, look, you can go whatever That's you want. Awful. I still think it's kind of a cool haircut. And, oh, Jesus, that, that is a deep cut. <laughs> that is terrible. All right, but yeah, it's not like you he's got this? like a mini stash going on. He's fine. He looks good. He looks like may. Superboy. He can. He's a clone. You know, they don't have belly buttons. They can't grow mustaches. Is what I thought. I was still down at the rec center. Well, what do you give? Them? I ended up giving this because of how much I like the art and the. I'm telling you, I always like the art in these things. But uh, I do too. We got something of an answer here. It's not what I wanted because of how basic it was, but it was something I gave it the benefit of the doubt, even though I know we're going to go issue after issue now with getting nothing more. But I was at least happy to have something finally from yeah, Young I'm Justice. With you. I'm trying to hype this up just for a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 6.5 as well, though. I look, wh- why? Just because, you know, there's Connor. Hey there, Bart. That story had some holes in it. What's going on? He's crying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're really, yeah, you know, you're not selling it. Try to well, even fly the your idea way out that of he's it still first. talking about the idea that I'm a clone of Lex Luthor and Superman, and now I'm not even from this. I'm like, you have gotten over the fact that you're a clone of Lex Luthor and Superman. Why are you still dealing with yeah, this? And and with that that you had, and we didn't even mention because really we just went pretty generalized here. But that port with Doctor Glory, like, you know what? Since you told me that I'm from Gem World, this doesn't matter. No matter what I do, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to rip your heart out like it's Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Kelly Ma. <laughs> Punked you. <ya. laughs> I'm like, what, what was that? Good one. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I'm like, maybe they, like, ah, oh, it was Ashton bad. Kutcher ain't got nothing on me. <sighs> oh, my goodness. He's going to have a queeby show. You've been cornered. It's what's going to happen. And what he does is he kills you afterwards. It's not the greatest you show got to boyed. be on. You don't, you don't have to sign a waiver because you's dead. But yeah, I'm going to go 6-5 as well. And we're going to move on to the last book of this section. What is that, Eric? That is Metal Mad number 7, written by Dan Dio and Shane Davis, with art by Shane Davis, Michelle Delecki, Jason Wright, and Travis Lanham. The Metal Men have, gone, have gained self-awareness and with that have decided to move on away from Will Magnus. Will the Doc get to the bottom of this and find out what's going on with his heroic creations? No, we'll not be facing things like problems that apparently anytime soon. This is all wrong. And decides instead to make a new team of metal mammals. It's weird, though, since these creations are based on gases and not metal. But these new animal creations are at least fun. At the end of the day, this is still a really good series. Yeah, I uh, I was a little bored with this issue. And that's why I said at the beginning, you can kind of tell that things are shifting. And this would be around the time because you do have a reference to Dan DiDio being fired. And this was going to lead to something bigger. Like he said, it seemed you have an nth metal man. You have the nth metal. You have all this going on. And maybe this was the one that you had to give yourself some space because it does seem like not a lot going on. I still did have fun. Yeah. I just, I love kind of got- So much. I, oh, I love the Shane art Davis is so much as well. It's great. 
I got the pencil. Yeah. I thought that was Eminem. You end up with this though, where by the end I kind of got a little bored, only because it was like the metal just mammals? these metal mammals. I didn't the mind menagerie. them, but they just kept going on and on, and it just, it got a little long in the tooth here with it. Though I Come did on, you like got it. Neon the, beginning. the tiger, oxygen the wolf, xenon the gorilla. Helium the Falcon, Fluorine the Cobra, and Nitrogen the cap-wearing, cigar-smoking bear. Here's the thing. For all of my years, I have only known one thing, Eric, that Mercury is a liquid. He's so the only metal don't, liquid at room I temperature? I don't know the gases. Well, apparently uh, Neon the Tiger, Xenon the Gorilla, and oh, I know Helium the Noble the Falcon, versus the standard. Noble gases, and they I think know they're that. high and mighty compared to the well, standard gases. That's the funny part of it. That's fun. And and so also also though the problem it is it is but just the idea where Axel Rose told me he don't need no civil war he doesn't need any civil war this is a failure to communicate Eric but when you're going here (laughs) this is the one thing that I have in this book because I'm not a huge metal man fan like you. But you know what? When I see gold, I know it's gold. Damn right. And when I when I see lead, I know it's now, lead. The biggest problem is while the metal mammals, I think they're a lot of fun just because we're. It's weird making them gases, even though they are metals. I I, I don't <laughs> understand what you, they're doing. I don't doing. know what a snake is just by looking at it. Fluorine, man. Except scary as shit is what I see. But no, this, but yeah. this thing is that the idea of making them gases, even though they are metal mammals, I don't understand how the correlation works or how what's going on with it. I really wish since they decided in a previous issue to call back to that. Legends of Tomorrow anthology series had with a Metal Men story in it where they, they called back to an aspect of that book. I'm like, okay, that's in continuity of this. In that story, the government built their own Metal Men, which they ended up going I'm like, we could have pulled these out of the mothballs and stuff like that and actually had Will Magnus bring these back and the, going on. I'm like, that, that could have been a so, cool tie-in. Yeah. And he's, he's – yeah, Dan DiDio trying to I wish to I could remember what those this. guys' names were. There, there I think could, there's copper or something there too. There could be fun – and that's the fun part of it. If you ended up having that again, even if you pulled those out, the fun is is like, yeah, they're the second-rate medals, right? They're not the great – Batmanium might have been one of them. No, no. But you end up having all these things and the gas is just – they don't transfer over for me to really know things and have some fun no. with it, except when they're farting. Yeah, That's no. what I like. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, and it goes <laughs> on too long. Language. So then it's like, I and I like the idea, even though it doesn't really play out fully because, hey, why'd you make them animals? Because animals are more they're loyal. loyal. Well, there's a snake. I mean, yeah, if anything. A snake if, charmer. Yeah, if anything in so the they thing, call me somebody. At the bar. Anytime you hear somebody call the snake, that's not loyalty. So it throws they call me, me out. King really, snake. I well, that's true, but it's more of a garter snake, Eric. I'm sorry to tell you, and also they call you inchworm. This but is you all end wrong. up having, you know, a, a a bear smoking a cigar with, with a hat. That's funny. <laughs> that is it's funny. My cartoon character, and I love but, him hey, so much. He is upset because he can't find his picnic basket, I think. But you end up where he's no. doing all these things going on. And I just, it, it just, there's nothing to it. it it's fun, no, no, no. but there's the, the, nothing the to it. The thing is, the reason that we have these metal men, they're called in that Dr. You know, Will Magnus has created them. The government needs them because we are being invaded by the missile men, who the king of the missile men from the junk world planet is Z1. This calls back to metal men number one for their first series. I'm like, we did the same and thing. And he's done some callbacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did the same thing with the Devil Ray and issue uh, two or three at this point. I don't remember what it was where we still had the showcase. Like them. No, because it seemed like a glorified. I actually, I ended up liking it more as we talked about it because while it was, it showed the, how powerful the Nth Metal Man is taking him on because it took the entire Metal Man team before to take this thing out. Nth Metal Man did it all in his own. I'm like, 
I, I gradually liked it more than when I first read it. Now doing this because there are not a lot of Metal Men fans out there or a lot of people reading this book. Harkening back to some of these classic age things for like, you know, even the idea when we talk about like, who's a good Nightwing or Batgirl or Green Arrow villain? A lot of people can't come up with a good thing, like featuring some of the Metal Men villains like Chemo, freaking the Devil Ray or the Missile Man. I'm like, these are fun kind of aspects. And I can actually show you that the the Metal Mammals or Menagerie, whatever you want to call them, they can go up against the Missile Man, just like the Metal Men can. They're just as good. I'm like... You're doing okay here. I'm like, you know, you're not going to bring a lot of Metal Man well, fans in with this, I don't think. And I, I did yeah, have fun I, I with it. I think he's given up that. I, I, that ship sailed. And that ship never had anybody on the it. The Devil Ray just, think- just felt weird out of nowhere. But the thing is what I was getting to with, with the Missile Man, it makes sense. It actually all works out because the idea is Z1, the leader of the Missile Man, he fell in love with Platinum. And he was told that, like, look, you can't invade Earth. We'll take you out. But you can watch Platinum from your thing. Platinum's gone MIA. She cannot be tracked or located. She went off at the Anthony Man, leading Z1 to send the Missile Man down because they have, Will Magnus has gone against his words. I'm like, this ties in really well. And it actually sets us up for the idea that Platinum is missing. I'm like, that, that adds drama. That adds an air of mystery. I want to know more. I'm going to ask you something, and you're not going to know anything of what I'm saying, yeah. but I'm going to talk more about baseball talk. Uh, no, no. Uh, what I talked about on the Spotlight deal, the Friday show. Green Lantern? What I talked about, Green Lantern, where you're the having Green Dan DiDio. Yeah, you're having you know, the Green Lantern, <laughs> the real Green You end up having Dan DiDio doing a Metal Men. Not that many people are into the Metal Men, so, but he is playing off old continuities, and you're not upset. This is something that, yeah, is it in the regular continuity? Who cares? It's Metal yeah. Men. I mean, really. But with that, you said it's fun and it's neat for people who are fans to have these call-outs. Well, in this past issue of The Green Lantern, season two, number four, okay. you ended up having such callbacks, <laughs> which I know you'll love, the Golden Giants, right? Yeah. From, from a Flash yeah. issue from 1961. Also, you end up having the call out to Olivia Reynolds, the ex-girlfriend of Hal Jordan, while they were both toy salesmen. And she has the you mind that ended up getting wiped out of the existence kind of by both Barry and Hal. And that ends up, uh, yeah. And this is what I'm saying that this this means nothing here. Yelling about something back in the day that, you know, five people might recognize from a back issue they picked up when they were seven years old. It can be neat. And I don't mind when you do it for fun. And when you have a very clear cut, simple reason, you spelled it out. Z1 is there for one reason and it ties in so well with what we got. When you end up having Olivia Reynolds with the you mind, then they get sucked through a portal (laughs) to fight an alien invasion that has morphed themselves into toys from the island of misfit toys to fight to see if things are going on. How Jordan plays billiards with planets and then the you mind comes but wiped out there. It's confusing. It's nonsense. (laughs) And there's no reason for I'm telling you, it's, it's insane. This isn't insane. And it's the one thing I got bored with this issue. What's Does that? Eve Dorn yeah, the show yeah, back yeah, right. yeah, one bit, but only for a Carol second. Carol done anything in that? No, nothing. So, yeah. Fucking Grant that, Morrison. It's only been one shots that just throw things, and each one seems to be like, okay, now I'm going to homage Jeff Johns. Hey, I'm going to homage John Broom. I'm going to do this. I'm going to homage and, yeah, that's fun. I'm going to go homage myself homage for three shit out of myself hours earlier. straight until I get blisters and have to go to the doctor, and the doctor tells me to lay I off. I homage myself happened. so hard I have nostalgia for it right now. I'm ta- here's what hap- Here's what's going on. I'm going to do my – because, you know, you end up having Dan to do. He's like a New York guy. He likes yeah. the Mets too. So he's like, hey – 
I'm going to put in the old G1 and people are going to love it because I set it up right. And if they don't like it, eh, there you get it. Forget about it. Here's here's Grant Morrison. Hey, I'm going to put a lot of bullshit in the book because I think it's funny. And if they don't, I don't give one fucking shit. I don't know why he sounds German there. <laughs> That's him. He's got hair like Macklemore here. It's the idea of, I'm going to go to the thrift shop. I'm going to get the receiver radio. Jesus. I'm telling What's you, all this, I, where is me haggis? I want to do this. I'm going to make as much sense as I have follicles of hair. He's bald, you talking, Okay, I didn't know if you were Grant Morrison or you at that moment. No, no, I have hair, Eric. I have too much of it. It's going crazy. I look like I'm like the uh, on the the castaway. I'm sitting here. I'm. I feel like I'm talking to a goddamn volleyball when I'm talking to you. But still, you, you have all <laughs> this good stuff going on. Really, and there is this whole idea. He cared of, more about Wilson you know, than you ever will about me, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Throw all this stuff in and. Is it for fun? Is it, you know, and this makes sense. And it does end up being one of these things. It reminds you, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds you of Steve Orlando doing that Gotham, but you know, Gotham City Monsters, where you're like, why is this book tying into things so well and doing stuff? But you end up where you get some crazy things like lead. He turns himself into a chair. He does stuff. How dare he? The idea of the metal man wanting to act more human now that they're self-aware. So what do the humans do? They go to the bar. I'm like, you're damn right to do. Like, I wish I could right now, but all the bars are closed because the world is bullshit but you're they go to drunk. i am not a drunk i am a drunken training who wants drunk. to be a drunk you right are. now but i'm not allowed to be you're a, a former drunk who wants to get back in the game <laughs> really you, you retired you've retired and now you're training at home to, to get back in the this, game I this hear. progression though of you know the metal man sitting down my you know sans uh, platinum because she's missing right now but we have a new bartender at whatever this bar is. That's right. Started last week. Well, how'd you wind up hey. working here? Hey, funny story. Up until a few months ago, I was, never mind, don't care. I'm like, it's Dan Badia. <laughs> It's I left and I left. That's Mike. pretty funny. Look at you, Dan. You're keeping a freaking good spirits about this. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. He's not affected by the Spectre's grudge gas. Uh-uh. He don't care. He's just like, hey, I'm still writing this book. And, uh, and really, it's going to make him a rich man, I think. Uh, here, listen to this, Eric. You hear this? That That is the bottle of beer that I have. And I've had it in my room for a bit. I was going to drink it last drink it week. Home. And I don't have a can. I don't have any sort no, of bottle opener. You don't opener. have a bottle opener. So, no. Go and I YouTube. tried to. I tried to open it on there my side of my ways. desk. There, like, like, right? There's, well, like, there's I a tried thousand to do stories that. for Superman right now. There's a thousand ways for you to open well, that bottle of beer. I tried to open it and I ripped the molding off of my desk. So it didn't work. Buy a yeah, I didn't think I didn't think ahead of the time. <laughs> Damn you, Ikea. <laughs> Damn you to hell. But yeah, so this kind of goes now through. And, and then. And it does. I got your Swedish meatball here. You have any German in there? You, you end up with all this bit. going on in there. You're going to have a lot more. And I'm talking two inches. That's what I'm talking about. Whoa, this is all wrong. I'm getting tired. It's not even late. I don't have my medicine now. I don't have insurance, Eric. I'm fucked. But you end up here where <laughs> all of this, all of this going on. You can try to have some fun. It, it do. does devolve into noble versus standard guests, but you don't know what's really going I'm telling you. It's like, all right. I'm not whatever. one of those guest I, scientists. I, I see them fighting. I, I think that I am a man who can make some gas, right? But I, I don't know that. So I'll go with the fun little art, and the art's great. But then at the end, you, you do end up having the stakes. Z1, the whole ideal of with Platinum, but also where did they go yeah. with the Nth Metal Man? How are they and then able also, to hide themselves? Yeah, and then also 
also, you know, the idea of things kind of falling down with Jeanette saying, you know, this is nonsense. We've given you money. You owe us results. We owe half of the metalmen, all these things. You, you better get things in order here and let's get going. Oh, the honeymoon's and, okay. over. Yeah, it, is. it really is. Though they're holding hands, yeah. at least. That's more than my wife does. I don't even me. want to she do that. Even get near me. I'll hold your hand. Don't you mean, touch you me. You just walk down the street and all that, right? That's social distancing. And, but then at the end, you get chemo. It's, again, that's funny. You know, he's taking chemo over. Chemo has a boat. been making his way to, to issue yeah. number 12, as far as I'm concerned, this entire time. And I'm actually really okay with it because it is just and, fun. Where we and have the colors with chemo, are so, it's so good. That's the thing. I love is, that green there. We have the metal men, and the idea yeah. that we have the missile men show up for this issue. We see that the metal mammals are able to go up against, you know, metal men like villains, but I do not think that they're going to be able to go up against chemo because even the last time we had chemo in that Legends of Tomorrow miniseries, uh, anthology series. Please. We, you love that series. It was uh, there was a lot of good stuff about it. But the <laughs> you thing, and Reggie talked about. It. I made sandwiches. It was, good. was I got really good, good at that. About it. I think the metamorpho, like that's the thing. It's the sugar and spike one. I think was my least favorite. But the firestorm and the metal men, which I reviewed, I thought were pretty good for the most part. But it took the combined <laughs> might of both teams of the new and old metal men to take on Chemo last time. I think time. that's all we're going to get here. And but and when is it going to be about the nth metal man showing up and showing us that he can take out Chemo single handedly like he did the devil? I don't ride. know. And what is going to go on? Because you would have thought the big thing going to the 5G, the big deal, would have been the the, metal, the nth metal, man. What is that going to ship? But whatever. But with that, I also think that you're going to have a team up with all the teams and the nth metal, man. And I'm thinking to myself, would Eric get mad if all of a sudden that bear that smokes the cigar with the cap becomes an official member ongoing with the metal, man? Nitrogen's you know? not bad. It's just that I don't, like I said... If Will Magnus can, for the layman, tell me what's going on, how these gases are metal as well as gases. I, I, oh, he I, says at one point, they even say they're not metal and they're not men. He's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, that's as much as we get. I need to understand why we have metal animals that have gases, but not, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just a little too odd for me. But would you be, if you were going to have to pick, I, I don't want pick the bear. <laughs> no. Would you, you wouldn't I, pick? I like would him, you, but just imagine. I was there. How about we, the wolf? There's mercury, you want the wolf? gold. Tin, nitrogen, <laughs> nitrogen, cap wearing cool, cigar right? smoking bear. Yeah, he's noble though. Yeah, or actually, they're noble. I'm telling you, you want neon? Is that what you want? Neon. The yeah, tiger's it's, pretty it's crazy. Cool. It is crazy though. Actually, and, yeah, Xenon we'll the gorilla is pretty goes. cool because it reminds me of Optimus Primal. I think it would only be Xenon or you know, smoking bear cigar guy. I, I'm telling you, it's very tough for me to even they're remember. They're all going to die against chemo. It's tough. Yeah, I think that they will sacrifice themselves. Though they, no, they no, end up, I think they're just going to die. Actually, I think that what happens here because you are they're going to yeah, fight I mean, am you, amongst themselves so much that they're just going to well, get that's killed. That's the problem. And you do have that joke where Jeanette's like, "Oh, let me see." Like, oh, they're they're like the old team, and you see them fighting each other. And she's like, like "Yeah, it. they're they're just like them." You have that. <laughs> I, tell gag. You, I giggled. But I think that when you get to it, all of a sudden you're going to end up. Neon's going to get hurt. And then that's what will make them come together. They'll end up using this. Yeah, I needed something, though, to be the, you know, fill in for the mercury. I needed something I can laugh at every time when they say it. And they were starting to say stats, but it wasn't really jiving up with me overall with who I could say. Oh, man, that's the funny one that will keep mentioning that. But, you know, it's just a noble standard, noble standard. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter and all that. The worst part is here I am sitting there. This joke's going on. I didn't even know there were noble or standard gases or anything of this. I'm like, whatever. The metal man gave me infotainment. 
You're a stupid idiot. I didn't mean Infotainment, I meant Jim. Yes. I, was, I learned something from the metal <laughs> he, man. He ended, up, he ended up being an entertainer and a performer. Right. I can't believe it. But yeah, you end up with Kemo. And that's going to be the big thing going on where they're going to have to face off against him. And like you said, he's pretty bad butt. So we'll have to see what goes on. Uh, but what'd you get? I that? ended up giving this one because it like, you know, didn't progress our story with the nth metal man as much as I would have loved. Because that is the big mystery right now that I do care about. And the idea that he has given the metal men sentience, but I don't actually know exactly what's going on that because of those things, the detractions, I still gave this a 7.8 out of 10. I'm going seven. I'm going seven. The art's great. It's just, you end up, it seems like a stall and I I can understand with what went on and things with Dan DiDio, but I didn't mind it. And I did, I'm telling you, if it was more clear cut what those gases (laughs) were and it didn't just devolve into them fighting for the rest of the issue they had something more to do i could have went higher but i did get bored with them and i didn't want to get bored with them because they're kind of funny but really you end up if you end up having a bear that's smoking a cigar with a cap (laughs) you kind of have to go a little crazy with the others as well and the others were pretty standard some of them really generic and not really interesting uh so it's a gorilla you got a wolf, yeah. you got a tiger, you got a falcon, no, a cobra. The gorilla is the second one. Then you get the cobra. That's fine. But when you get a wolf and a, a tiger, you're starting to run out of ideas there. And Those are the coolest just, animals mm. there are. Yeah, but not like that. Not as gaseous robots. Look, you, uh, I, you got the eye of the tiger. You're hungry like a wolf. These are big popular plus, animals. Plus, I would have expected, and maybe we will find, I actually am shocked, now that I think of it, that he has allowed them to have more unique. I actually would have went the play where they are one thing and one thing only because everybody trying well, to be Mag- their own Will thing Magnus, going he's off. He's a one-trick You know what I mean? Well, I'm saying he ended up thinking he got screwed and they weren't loyal. I'm surprised that he just doesn't make the mag men and just have them there we are magnus and and ends up that being that's the weird thing. Actually, and then really, that, that, you want me to write the, amal- this? the amalgam thing with the magneto and the magnetic yeah. men well i'm telling you if i'm gonna write it i would think that he'd do that that's where he's gonna realize that the metal men having their own thoughts and dreams and nightmares eric they are actually better for it and that would be the thing that would bring them together but i think he's just gonna be so annoyed with these animals like oh my god this is ridiculous and plus i had to feed them these bolt-shaped bananas it was nonsense right. Eric. You know, bananas? gorilla it's a gorilla, Eric. He's a gas. He's a noble gas, that gorilla. But yeah, uh, seven. But that's that for this uh, section of books. We're going to go off now to some mail, and then we'll be back with the annual section. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Yes, it is Mail with Jim and Eric. Hooray. He is here. And if you want to be part of the mail in the regular podcast and be the star, just like Eric Shea, uh, end up emailing us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Mark Jager did. And he had to tell me because every time he sends in a mail, it goes to the spam. I think that (laughs) that's shaped by my email deal. I think it's my email. My outlook has a bad outlook. On Mark Jager. That's Mark what it is. Jager at scamlikely.com. Like, huh. 
Yeah. And what ends up happening is every time I go, he says, hey, I sent a mail, go check. Because one time he didn't. We didn't get it because it was in the spam folder. So I go over there and I'm like, all right. I get there and I mark him as not spam. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Outlook, he's going to do what he wants is what happens, Eric. It's what really, really happens. But Mark says, hey, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh crew. Beep, beep, boop, boop. I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm listening to the Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes, after reading this week's death metal. Now, Eric, I would hope that you were listening to possibly listen to the music or or Blackwater. Would would that make more sense to you? You like Blackwater? That's a good song. I love that breakdown in that song. One of the best. I kind of avoided the original Dark Knight's metal because it started around the same time as when I got back into comics and it did not interest me at all. All right. Then I yeah, I, I know that one Eric Shea had to bail after the first issue for me to review it because he was getting shit. <laughs> he ended up, the, the kitchen was hot. <laughs> he got the hell out. He got out of the kitchen. He didn't need that. Then I came to despise it because it fucked up my Justice League pull. I loved reading Justice League, but that went off a cliff with no justice, or as I like to call it, no just us. That's the thing is, and I then, didn't love the Justice League before Metal either because we had no. Brian Hitch and then we had Priest on there. I'm like, none yeah. of these things were hitting for me. Metal, I thought, was going to be the thing that brought everything together, made a cohesive story that I could get on top of, but then you know, Ooh, no justice happened with, you know trees of wonder and freaking omega titans and i'm like oh i just read it again i don't know what's happening right now it was funny too because uh when brian hitch was on the book i ended up praying for something better and then we got priest and then i got priest eric i was praying you got it and so i had dirty knees you know look at these and and so all of that going on uh, yeah, the Justice League book, and people don't re- they remember, but you don't sit there and think like, boy, that book's been a wreck. I legitimately love, though, the New 52 Justice League run that Jeff Johns had up until the end of the New 52. I'm like, that was a really good run of the Justice League. Everything after that from Rebirth, with all the love and hope and how hyped everybody was going into Rebirth, that was one of the biggest, weakest links that we had for the DC titles. You are the Goodbye. weakest link, Eric. Goodbye. You end up where I, you know, it's a feather in my cap where we ended up on another podcast. We were talking about rebirth books and it wasn't even. And then at the end, this guy's like, hey, I think he was Canadian, but he's there. Hey, uh, that Justice League book's great, huh? And I'm like, no, it is not. And and I ended up losing my mind. I remember I started yelling at them, and they were really taken aback by that. And I stand by it, Eric. It was the best. Finally, I, I got to say something that I was, you know, there. And and really, Probably by the you end, knew about something in your life. It was great too. By the end of Brian Hitch's run, legitimately, this is no joke. He ended up telling us like second that he was off the book to tell me you know you don't have to deal with my nonsense that you think i'm giving you you jerk he threw it at me (laughs) as in like hey get that we also had that with rob williams throwing it at reggie with the suicide squad i'm like why do these people think this but actually when brian hitch he did say hey and at weird science i'm off the book so you can stop bitching and moaning about me i'm like thank god here we are years later i'm still bitching and moaning yeah take that hitch (laughs) (laughs) take that jerk uh but he said uh, he loved reading Justice League. It went off the cliff. And then uh, he grew so tired of Scott Snyder's Justice League run. I think that the Scott Snyder's Justice League run, I didn't mind it overall. There were 
ups and downs, yeah. but I did think it was very unfocused. And I think at one point there was this idea, well, I can't tell everything here because I'm going to do this death metal later. And I think the book itself suffered. And then everything suffered by that whole gap between the deal and then having a shutdown. And then, I mean, it really didn't play out to jump into that death metal, you know, with all the gears going and the windows down and you blaring the radio, right? You know, wind blowing through your thick, full hair. I I actually start to say I should do death metal stuff, right? So it's, you know, you you should jump on board where you're cutting yourself and bleeding and singing about Satan. You know, and then the creeping death coming to get us, stuff like that. You know, fun times with that death metal. I I like the idea that before he's like, yeah, metal. And like, yeah, we're going to have home sweet home because we're nobody's fool. You know, he had all that games he was playing, right? (laughs) So then you get to the death metal. I'm like, all right, how are you going to work this in? And what he does is, yeah, it's home sweet home and we're nobody's. I'm like, no, it doesn't work anyway. That's not death metal. I don't like death metal. That's not death metal. You know, that that's not you, you can't get on your crazy train here. That's, sad that's man. Yeah, no, that's not death oh. metal. Come on now. Please. Here's your crown you know? king nothing, you my right? Yeah, no, no. Oh. You're getting a little closer, I guess. But I mean, it should be just like, now we're gonna kill you like we mean it and we're gonna bury you well, in maggots. Thing, if, if we're gonna do with death metal, how do you write out That's how you write it? How do you write that? That you B B R I can tell you. Yeah, that's what you get though. You know, you end up where it's like, get ready, people, because that's what you get. And everybody's like, all right. I understand. I'm down. And the funny thing is a lot of people think that that's what we got, Eric. So this week's Death Metal actually has me interested, oh, right. says. Wonder Woman has that. Should I should I read this as if it's Death Metal? Because that will blow I, I, my voice out that. so no. quick. Or blow my eardrums out. Us. Of the issue. So uh, you're already starting out on the plus side with me. Throw Lobo in. Really? And having There's some, some fans fun. Out there. Well, I'm just saying, you, you did kind of just throw him in. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, it's not we'll a bone see. Plan. He's fine. It's one of those he's fun things, things, too, that that seems to be doing things. That's probably the most important thing that we'll probably. get out of all of this. And there he is. Looks like the, the main man's livening up the party here. <laughs> you bastard. He is kind of closer to death metal than anyone there. Also, he's also like some stupid clown that raps. Take out the Joker who gaffs during the issue, and I'm on board. Where is that great Malenko? And and nowadays, Eric, has the seventh card been revealed? (laughs) Did did we have the seventh card? The six have dropped, Jim, and then they revealed there's another six. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is crazy. You you mean they actually like rebooted a bit and expanded? So when's the 13th card? Is that the 13th I know. priest I, I, witch? I haven't listened to anything in almost 20 years. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But yeah, so it also helps that Scott Snyder's storytelling and dialogue don't make me cringe compared to King, Bendis, G. Willow, Wonder Woman, Trainwreck, Wilson, and the rest. Oh, my. Uh, you know what we didn't bring up? Oh, my. We didn't bring up at all in our review. And again, that is on the Patreon. We didn't bring up the – and I think it's because we're just so used to bitching about it and it's just a given, but – I still had problems with that red text. It, it drives me nuts. But back to what a fool believes, Eric. Yes, I'm referring to myself adding death metal to my pull list. Yeah, why not? It's enjoying a big summer event besides for Joker that's War. The, that's the thing. 
yeah, y- y- it's going to be what pulls us away from this and gets us to like, that. Like, this is the things. event. The Joker Wars is a big, you know, summer crossover. Yeah, yeah. A big yeah, Batman crossover. I got you. You know, like, uh, you have the death metal. That's the Jaws, right? Uh-huh. And you end up having the Joker War. That's the E.T., right? Death metal can't Seven end well. Seven years apart? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? <laughs> and, and both wildly popular. I mean, it can't end. It, 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 one as Jurassic Park is to death metal is Indiana Jones to my life. Crystal Skull? No. I mean, it can't you know what's fucked up? As we're talking about this, I went back and had a whole Indiana Jones marathon the other week. I think yeah. it was like two weekends ago. Rewatched Crystal Skull right after watching, you know, The Last Crusade, which I've never Don't done say before. It. It's not Don't as bad. Don't say it. It's not as bad as I thought it was. And what do we say at the end of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We're done. I'm telling you, the thing is, if you watch Last Crusade and go into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with, you know, you know what's going to happen, but just take in the fun. There are still some problems, obviously. What, what happened overall, to the mind controlling powers and things? They, they disappeared. It's, a, it's not uh, bad. All right. I'm not going to take it. It's not great. I'm not going to tell you it's great, but it's not as bad as I originally said it was. Like like Eric's imagination, Scott Snyder keeps bigger and bigger and bigger. Sheesh. But for now, I'm going to enjoy the ride, which is not something I can say with the other big titles or what Jess does with Eric on Saturday night. Perhaps I'm having a – no, enjoying the ride. Perhaps I'm having similar feelings to when Steve Orlando took over Wonder Woman. That book had nowhere to go but up after G. Willikers Wilson. And happily for a short while, I didn't want to tear the book apart. But seriously, I've had – one eye on the calendar waiting for someone new to write it. And we will have someone Sadly. new. Perhaps the next song on my playlist is A Fool in Love for my love of Wonder Woman. Hope that Mariko Tamaki writes something good. It will be on my pull list. Be I first, do then. not have a very great idea that that will happen. I would think that it would be, I don't know, n- nobody's fool again, Eric, is what I'm going to go with oh. on my playlist. In these crazy times, comics are the one thing that I can still have fun with to take my mind off of things. In other words, escape. Escape. That's is that all your I favorite? Do. Is that your favorite journey album? Or is that your favorite Rupert Holmes part of a song title? Which do you like better, Eric? Journey. Uh, okay. And look forward to reading as it comes out and hear all of the discussions on the podcast and the Get Fresh Crew beep, Slack. Beep, boop. Beep, boop. Well, I haven't been on the Slack much because I've been busier than what ever you been with up work. To, baby? Well, I've been working from home for over three months. Last week, I went to the office to clear out my desk because the company is closing our office here That's and crazy. will be permanent work from home employees. That's happening a lot. That seems to be like this would have happened eventually uh, with a lot of people who work in certain sectors. I think that this really pushed the end. Usually it's porn that ends up getting the tech world on its ear. This has just been virus. 2020 still keeps on giving, damn it. For the foreseeable future, I'll be working at a desk that is unbelievably probably more comfortable than yours, Jim. It it has to be. I'm pretty sure his is like a few milk cartons put together. No, no, it, it, it's a chair, it barely. And I have to use these pillows because there, there's nothing Jim, to Jim, it. It's also, a phone the other day, it's a phone book. Oh, it might be a phone booth because I'm super. You end up where I did, and I went online and I saw some people that they were putting up their setups for their podcast. Right. Did you see that I got involved with it? I did not. So, so I, I was really up, hoping but, that because I did see that. I did not see that you got involved. I was really oh, hoping you'd abstain. Involved. 
because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I see these things and this one podcast setup. Holy moly. I, I think that this guy's in the matrix when he ends up podcasting. I, I think that he has a third, $3 trillion setup. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it. And of course, you know me, I'm, I'm getting angry because everybody, oh man, that's us. And I'm like, I'm angry because I, I'm like, I how do. dare they have this damn thing and I don't. And then I'm looking at it. So what ends up happening? Usually That's people a metal look song, at, right? Jealousy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jealousy. My favorite, no, my favorite part of metal. that would, would be a Black Crow's a song for that uh, Jealous Again. But you end up where I, I'm looking at this. So now I can't just say, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, neon lights. It looks like you're in the, the Tron. Next thing you're, you're <laughs> podcasting in a goddamn light cycle. So I'm like, okay, let me let me check this guy out. So let me check the stats. Oh, that's that's funny. The guy has a podcast. They they have maybe an episode every every three months. All right, and, okay, not that, and whatever. So I'm like, so I'm like, you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna show him my setup, and I'm gonna show him how nonsense my setup is. But yet I can get things done. So I end up taking a picture. Everybody who saw it was disgusted. They wanted to throw up. It, Eric. it is disgusting. And so I ended up also doing this. And, and ha- I had to have notes, too, because you have to explain what's going on in the setup with the, you know, sock over the mic that's been there for five years and stinks. Also, the pop screen. That is, stink. It's so dirty. This pop screen. Also, it's on and the, the microphone jack you is broken. You are able to and clean up. The only the only way that I can use this and use it so the microphone jack works or the headphone jack yeah. is I have a pill Are bottle. Are you supposed to fix that? I have a pill bottle that has a soda cap on top wedged in there and it's also on a bunch of books and yeah, nonsense. Necessity is the mother of invention. It's disgusting. And and then on my desk is just shit all over the place, all over. Yeah, there you go. Why? There you go. Why? There you go, buddy. It was to that guy. I'm like, yeah, look at you, Tron. <laughs> what are you, get, you doing the doing the robot guy, now? Guy who has money that I'll never see. I mean, yeah, yeah. I bet you you can actually pull your seat back to get out of your setup and not crawl under a desk and, and pretty much have to eject like I'm in a damn freaking jet going down. He's so furious. I'm, like, I'm telling you, as I'm recording at the end, I am almost goose. Every damn time. <laughs> I almost die. The canopy. It doesn't go. I have I, to get out of the setup that I'm in right now, which might as well be a torture device. And sometimes it feels like it. I got to limbo my ass down underneath the desk. Crawl well, that's fine because we all know uh, that you can go pretty low. Yeah, pretty really. low, Jim. We're going to be going pretty low soon. We have an annual suite coming up, baby. But yeah, where were we? <laughs> Where were we? Mark Jay was having time. a comfortable oh, time. No, he was saying he has a comfortable seat. Yeah. Now I'm mad at him. Where How do you get off, Mark? I'm gonna I'm gonna send him this seat. This seat is no, so hard. Oh my goodness. I'm just kidding. I am great. He's kidding. I'm grateful you're that not, I still obviously. have my job and my family has been doing okay. You know whose family isn't doing okay of mine. Oh, uh, why not? We, we don't have a refrigerator. I thought you would spend all day looking at one. Yeah, we did. You know why? Kids look. (laughs) Yeah, really. That doesn't. Looking at something doesn't refrigerate the lunch meat. Imagine if we had one of these. It's one of those where some people (laughs) do that uh, deal where you're watching the TV in in the the store like that. No, we just put our lunch meat in there. I have to. I have to go make a sandwich. This is very convenient. I have to go. I have to go to Home Depot real quick. (laughs) So no, what ended up happening is we bought a refrigerator. 
we bought one. It was actually an open box deal. So we ended up getting that, that. That means that it's oh, out on of the display. Box. I got you. Because I, I ain't no Rockefeller. <laughs> I gotta go. I we gotta go. And also, we need something now. Yeah. You know, we got so this lunch meat that tastes a little we, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So Zach was so mad. I'm like, the refrigerator, it broke. There had been times where it was kind of having some problems, but it did break. The freezer's still working. It's more of the, you know, the gizmos and the gadgets stuff. It's but one of those we weird things where anymore. I would have stuff on a timer where I'm like, okay, I put some stuff in the freezer. Well, and after a little while, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take stuff out of the freezer for a little while. I did put lunch meat in yeah. the freezer. This is how I, but then Zach was mad because I didn't put all the lunch meat in the freezer. I'm like, oh, I don't. some of that was bad anyway but you know we, we go we go also i go into the refrigerator the one night i go to take my actual my heart medicine i go and I, the gra- fridge? I i know i i had to drink oh, I so you. i went and i got my almond milk so and Ooh, i got it hot hot as shit that i'm like what the? and then i realized shit had gone wrong so we went we went to lowe's we bought a out of you know out of the yeah, box deal Paid for it. We're supposed to pick it up today. Uh, Zach got the truck from his work. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I I don't think I ever revealed. Zach actually is working as one of the funny little tie-ins to everything. The college hunks hauling junk is where he's working. Yeah. They ain't all, they ain't all hunks. They ain't all in college, apparently. He's a Marine. <laughs> he ain't in college. He's going to go. But no, it's not Marines hauling junk. So you end up where he gets the truck. We go over not to yet. pick up this thing. And the deal is they, they sold it. They they ended up we, we paid for this. They ended up somebody fucked up. They ended up selling it to somebody else, and so then they weren't they weren't going to necessarily wait 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 wait. You t- you mean to tell me that somebody after you came in who had a bunch yep. of college hunks hauling junk with them at that no very they moment didn't to have the hauling they didn't have the hauling <laughs> junk shit. They they ended up somebody came in. They wanted a refri- refrigerators are hard to get right now. They must have come in and said, "Hey, I'll have that." Nobody took it off to the floor of. at that point. And they just wanted that one. It's a hard commodity to come by these days. Well, that's the thing then. Then I say to Tanya, don't go all around God's creation here. We don't need to go to Allentown and up to the Poconos to find a fridge. Get online and find it. It, there was no nobody has anything in stock. This is why we spent all day going all over the place because some of the times the things online, you know, they have them there. We ended up finding one at Home Depot in Sonderton. And uh, yeah, that's like $500 more. I'm so pissed. <laughs> It's freaking bullshit. And, and even at Lowe's, <laughs> they, they kind of made it the idea. They, they say to me, and, and Tanya mainly because I was furious. I was about to strangle somebody. And they're like, oh, well, ma'am, you have the money down already for a new one. That wasn't money down. That no. was to pay for that one you let. And, and so don't try to push us to something more expensive. And then the guy goes, well, Don't you we'll, dare be a salesman on my watch. He says to me, though, he says, we'll throw in free shipping. They, they all had free shipping. <laughs> that's a, that's what they do. Classic salesman like, tactic. Screw you. We want our money back. Well, that's going to take. I mean, well, it's going to take is you giving our money back because we're out of here. So we ended up. And the one thing that they said, it was like, well, we have this refrigerator. Now you'll laugh. This refrigerator that is normally $5,200, Eric, it was marked down, get this, to $4,000. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, really? That, that's what it's marked day. down to. Really? Oh, my. I, what is, what's going on? Do you think I'm trying to track you with, with vaccines? Because I'm, I'm not here. Bill Gates, look asshole. Do I yeah. look like I'm going to be able to buy a $5,000 refrigerator? Yeah, look, am I sweating dollar bills? Because I think I'm just sweating sweat. No, no, these are just regular pit stains. These aren't money pit stains. Does this look like a shirt that I have been wearing for a month? Because yes, indeed it is. 
<laughs> I also sure. need a new dryer and washer. Do I look like a man who does not right now have lunch meat freezing in our freezer? Because I do. Now, the thing is, I, if I were you, I really probably would have grabbed one of those college mini that fridges. Guy by the ne- well, no, they weren't there. We just had the truck. Zach had the truck. We didn't have all the hunks. No, no, no. I'm it, just saying though, like going and getting one of those college mini fridges to put stuff in no. for a oh, small I time. Oh, I thought you were then, saying the hunks. No, no, no. Um, and then afterwards, you could just have like you know the mini fridge in your maybe. room right there for cold drinks for no, when you're podcasting no, all the time. Well, in your oh, shitty setup. Podcast. Then I can put another <laughs> thing. Look at me. I got it. I got that there. I'll use know, it as a seat. Uh, I'll sit on that. You can give Potsy. it to Rafe to make sure that when he puts shit in his room and leaves it out, he can actually put it in a mini fridge, maybe. Speaking of that, we also got a big TV. It was one of the big presents oh, for Christmas. It's, well, it's Rafe, July. Rafe, no, this is before. Okay. Rafe had commandeered that and put it in the basement. Well, nobody's going in that basement anymore. Ethan decides he's going to commandeer it himself. He puts it in his room causes the biggest stink everybody's yelling and screaming and then they end up well ethan what's going on with that well dad was the one who told me to do it oh dad didn't even know about it number one i said who's this dad guy because i didn't know shit about shit he's trying to tell you something you weren't aware of if you told me hey you know what you shouldn't you know oh dad said it was fine no he basically made it I didn't want to do it, but dad, uh, uh, everything yelling at me. I'm angry. Yell. Uh, where were we again? I wish Throwing everyone bows, the apparently, in the living room. Good health, safety, and prosperity. Zach did end up, and when you work for the college hunks, Eric, there is actually more benefits than just the eye candy that you work <laughs> with. You pick the what they get. What you end up being able to do is if you end up moving some things and things are left behind, you are like a Kirk Cameron, which I'm telling him. If you see Kirk Cameron, grab his ass. He's a gem. But you end up, and he is. No, he's going to sit this guy on me. Well, who cares? I don't care if I have Kirk Cameron there. I'm like, hey, I'm that little kid that was your brother that I don't know his name. You know, you probably did. Whatever. But you end up where he's allowed to bring things home, and he did bring home a kitchen table nice. uh, we ended up Should replacing fridge, our huh? kitchen table so i said to him you see any fridges <laughs> and i don't mean william perry right. eric i need a real refrigerator again kurt cameron william perry we're doing the super bowl shuffle together right right to the pearly gates you end up though where tanya she freaks out because she didn't want that room to have the table. <laughs> Nothing works in this house. Uh, we need something to end this nonsense. And I think I'm back to you with the monopoly and the clue. And I, I need a noose with Jim in the in the kitchen. But yeah, he says this he wants everybody. This was my time not to be sad. This was your time. No. I wish everyone in the GFC good health, safety, and prosperity. Thank so, you, Mark. So sincerely, thank God for good coffee. Mark, I have been making some good coffee. I ended up trying to so, so coffee. Well, I, I I tried that deal where if coffee is a little bitter, you can add some salt, and that's supposed to help out. I think Fucking I added witchcraft. too much salt when I tried. I'm telling you, it's that and chewy chips ahoy. I don't trust either, but I ended up putting salt into the coffee. And I don't know. It's it tasted like a soft pretzel. Then it was weird. That seems so weird. It's a big thing. That's what it seems like. A lot of convenience stores do. You really want to do it. It seems when you burn the coffee, you can get that bitter burn taste oh, out. Okay, I don't do with that. that. And yeah, I I don't really have a way to burn my coffee, but I did try it. And you're I also do. supposed when it talks to talk like, some days. A lot of, yeah, really, I end up when I tell it, that, it. Really, what I do is I'm like, hey. 
you ain't nothing. Your wife thinks you're bullshit. That's my sick burn to the coffee. And the coffee's like, why are you talking to yourself? And then I get sad. <laughs> I'm back to what it is. But yeah, so the whole deal, I did try that. It didn't work out. So I want Mark to tell me if that's legit. I read it online. Sodium through somewhere. the roof and I'm caffeinated out my ass. It is a life hack because now I have high blood pressure again and I'm going to die. Life hacker. But that is <laughs> it for my way out of this We, we only had that one. Yeah, really. But that is that. That's the mail. We're going to go off to our annual section of books, even though it's not annuals week. And yeah. that would be pretty low, but we'll see. But yeah, we'll be back with that in a second. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Loves kisses to himself. And he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shake. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just average shape. That is Eric Shea, and these are the books, and this is the annual section of books that we weird. do annually, right? Just and weird. the annuals week comes up in two weeks where there's not a lot of annuals. Is that next week? week? No, I think it is two weeks from now. It is the 30th. It comes up. That is the fourth Tuesday. Oh, I I got you then. So then we're actually in July. For some reason, I always think it's the end of the month that we're dealing with. No, yeah, it's the 30th is the fifth Tuesday. So DC, because they changed their whole deal, <laughs> so we weird. get that. We were going to have an actual annuals week legitimately in July. Yeah. There are five Wednesdays in July, but we had to shift it. Because I'm still of all playing this thing. on July time. Well, they're they're not. And when they ended up coming up and saying- I'm playing with June time. All right, here's some well, annuals DC, early. DC is kind of jumping back and forth. And for what I've been told and what I've read- they're doing a skip week, the first week of July, too. No books. No books from D.C. at all that week, as far as I was told, because they're still trying to get the semantics between, you know, dropping diamond but not fully and all these things. So it does look like they're ending up with July. Like, there won't be a annuals week in July because they are doing this nonsense and they're still only going to have four weeks of it. it it's just ridiculous. You know, is what it is. They're, they're trying to figure this stuff out. In the meantime, Marvel themselves are just trying Marvel. to figure out when to bring back their books. They, they end up having books that I've talked to a couple writers even today that are on books at Marvel that they have no idea if and when they're coming out. The, the one guy said to me, uh-huh. this new book that's supposed to be a number one, a, hey, when's that coming out? Like, uh-huh. I, I, I keep, it's like, I have no idea. He said, they won't tell I, me. I he asked tries them to get it's a hold coming of back them. and they said they didn't they know. They didn't know. That's what they said. Yeah, they, they're all confused. So this whole shutdown, it, it isn't just, you know, oh, this sucks, the books. I mean, it has thrown these things into a tizzy they have. But yeah, Even we're coming hizzy? back to these, maybe. In the his house, I hear, is what the kids say. You've never heard that. D- down at the skate ranch <laughs> is what they're doing. The down ranch, at the huh? skate ranch. Yep, that's what they called it when I was a kid. But yeah, we're going to be doing skate our ranch where you ride week. horses wearing skates. That's what I did. Yeah, the the skate oh, uh, the skate horse thing. Broke his leg, get the shotgun. The roller skating place was called the Skate Ranch when I was a kid, and I used to go there with my buddy Herb and his sister. And his sister would make out with just random dudes, and every oh, time I Herb said, that. "Who's that?" and he said, "It's she said it's Making a friend." Out with dudes, yeah, just a friend, just like you and Bismarck. But yeah, this is the annual section for at least this podcast, and we have two books that that usually you know I kind of do look forward to the flash 
and Nightwing annuals because I like Nightwing and I like Flash and you don't have reasons. that nonsense that we're doing in the normal deal. Now, you have the idea that both are being written by the same you know, Writers, people yeah. are doing the series here, which usually is a good thing, but not right now. In my mind, I was like, oh, really? You have these, but one is a little better than the other. I would say one so. One actually is a lot of fun. The other one gets sexy in a weird way and just made me shake my head. But I will tell you, the more that I read the Nightwing annual, the more I like it in all the wrong ways. I, I just sit there and, and laugh at it. But we're going to start with the Flash annual number three, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Steven Segovia, Brandon Peterson, Carlo Pagulan, Jason Paz, Hi-Fi, Steve Wands. Eric Shea. That's me. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Parliament Funkadelica. They're all there, Eric. Aha. Uh-huh. Anytime you get to hear Captain Boomerang tell a story about himself being a hero, you know it's going to be solid gold. Joshua Williamson gets to have fun in this annual and does a good job giving readers an annual that I can get behind, especially since it does look like DC is trying to get people's eyes on the underread Suicide Squad book by Tom Taylor. And I thought that this was a kind of a funny thing. Usually you will get Batman in a book. To try to boost That's sales. Next. That's the next issue. Yep. That's what I'm saying. So instead of just that. We need a bigger that, boost than Batman. We need to flash this up and then Bat Flash. Flash. And, and the funny thing is Flash right now isn't selling that much more than what we say the Suicide Squad when we're upset about the sales. Yeah, Flash, but the Flash is, is that, still hot like Hansel in a lot of people's eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sells like 28,000. Uh-huh. The Suicide Squad book sells 22. An annual Flash it's going to sell 22. It's probably going to be right along the side of it, but you're going to get different readers that hopefully this would be one of those things. If it works out the plan, this will actually make it sell more than the Suicide Squad or more than the Flash because of the deal. But really, the Flash doesn't sell that great right now. Why people are saying they're waiting for, you know, something new to come when you end up having Joshua Williamson leave. I look but, at people on Twitter. It seems like everybody is like wink from the Suicide Squad on here where everybody is just talking about how Flash is the greatest year, it's the greatest run ever. And I think with the TV show, like, you know, everybody is just a Flash fanatic anymore. Well, you're wrong. Because the fact is, the sales numbers oh, I, aren't I even the sales numbers. I'm saying these are the ship numbers, and they're not good. So no, the idea of it. Yeah, well, Twitter is people saying a lot of things and not buying stuff. They're just out there yelling and screaming about stuff. Plus, if you go by that, people on Twitter, for uh, general, hate Barry, want Wally. So I don't know that they would actually even want this, too. So you end up going with this, and it's fun. It is a Suicide Squad book. I find it weird that you almost need to, and maybe this is the ploy, you almost need to know what's going on with the Suicide Squad to really even know the team they to kind of get the things. They don't do enough to let you in on what's going on with Ted Cord, the idea that they just blew, like blew Bell Rev and getting the hell out of here, the entire government's going to go come down on them. Like There's a lot of stuff left to the imagination going into this, and it's just Boomerang telling a government official his recollection of the story that went down. I'm like, and the thing is, I prefer Boomer telling me stories because they're always going to be good stories. Yeah, they are. And they're always going to end up with him being the hero, especially when you have Chaos Kitty who wants to have his kid. I mean, these are the things I tell. And I do like the way Joshua Williamson does it, where when you get the most ridiculous things said, they have the boomerang uh, on the word bubble because it's stuff that he goes, I didn't really hear them at that point, but I think it went this way. Well, you have these government agents that, you know, they're not on the real up and up, it seems anyway. But when they end up, they reveal that they know some of the real story and they know boomerang just lying, hey, why lying would you think so they're much not on the up and up 
just because the Suicide Squad itself isn't on the up and up. And this seems to be, I think these are all Ted Kord's guys. I think that Ted Kord, who is the bad guy in the Suicide Squad, that's all this is. We have to see him wait to see what Ted Kord really saying, is no up to. No matter what, we have criminals who are on the loose. The government wants to go after it. It's actually a black ops organization run by a government organization that's putting yeah, criminals on the know, street. We don't really know that that much anymore after Amanda Waller got taken away and all the government organizations have been pretty much leveled down by Leviathan. I'm not even sure that that's, you know, what we're seeing in Suicide Squad with Ted Kord isn't even known by the government anymore. Ted I don't Kord know. Is a part of Leviathan? Uh, maybe. maybe. I, we have to find out what something is going on there, but I do also That's going to be the big that, twist. It's going to be Leviathan Mark Shaw with that face-switching tech that he yeah, has. probably. That's well, it. In the meantime, if I'm going to sit here and read this story and really do think, you know, Flash is in on this. He wants to help him because he thinks Boomerang is good. I have to think that at the end, the end reveal will be that this wasn't necessarily the government or else that really makes Flash a real piece of crap and doing the wrong thing. I don't know. That's he why I think the he whole doesn't deal believe is. in the Suicide Squad, and he will, at least for the most part with Boomer, you know, has paid his dues and wants to see him get out of there. Yeah, but these others haven't paid their dues. They're terrorists. They're I, I really think ship. that it's going to end up playing out that those people were not necessarily the full out government. Plus, it seems as if maybe they even hired Death. They're doing a lot of things that a government, Oops. and I know it's the Suicide Squad type deal, but like I said, the Suicide Squad, we don't really even know what's going on, especially after that reveal with Ted Cord, that crazy, you know, reveal of that. And it's funny you say you don't get a lot of it. I actually am shocked that they even say anything about it, though that is the thing you want to wow people over. I was That's worried that they weren't more. even going to name Osita in that big lineup at the beginning yeah. because, like, okay, later on they talk about her doing something. So they like they actually name her right there. But for that big lineup with all the Suicide Squad members, I'm like, all right, you're not going to name Harley. You're not going to name Deadshot. You're not going to name Captain Boomer. These are fine, but like when you don't name OC, I'm like, yeah, she is still okay. They did it later on. It's okay. Yeah, it's all did. good. And and with the the whole Ted Cord reveal, when they do say, "What did Ted Cord?" You know, you have that editor's note there, and I was like, okay, they are trying to push yeah. you over to be like, oh my god. But I, I still am. I'm still up to. hoping that we need to find out that because we're seeing something that we're being duped. That's the other thing about it. But yeah, you end up where it is the Suicide Squad with boomerang they're on the run after the whole ted cord revealed lock getting killed all that stuff and they're running and the flash ends up tracking them down and tries to stop them at first but then realizes okay i need to help you and yeah he goes with we the do idea a lot of weird pacing around america and this whole things we're leaving bell rev after we you know end up killing a bunch of people we make our way to central city for a hideout where flash is right there and this is the idea that the way that it was presented i was taking it at face value at first not thinking about myself oh yeah this is the way the boomers telling the story so you know flash is coming up with a burger and fries and a milkshake and stuff like that just talking about and gee golly whiz stuff like that. i'm like all right this is fun but even when we go from that all of a sudden we got to go to death valley i'm like we're just moving all over the map this issue and the whole thing where we have that secret you know hit the veil jet that they have stolen and put, like you know put into the like uh the oh what the hell is the desert the death valley they put it in death valley this made me think i'm like I thought at first we're chilling in Markovia. It's right next to that fallen freaking uh, alien there. spaceship that we have in Batman and the Outsiders. 
there's Rachel Goy's looking at that <laughs> scarring that he has half of it's because of the stupid jet. But yeah, they have this. And and even then, the whole thing with this jet and that's a dupe and all this, it just seems a little bit different than what would normally be just, you know, the FBI even coming in and just saying, you're under arrest, Boomerang. You know, you can tell us this, whatever. It just seemed a little off on their part of what they're doing. And then with the flash going along. Plus, I like the idea that when Boomerang's telling the story, there's one part that I thought was pretty funny is it almost seems because it seems like a faux pas in the art department where all of a sudden boomerang has a black eye and then he doesn't but the way it's being told i can just think that that's what actually happened there and then when you go back to him's eat boomerang and he i'm like all right i can go with that but yeah it's funny the issue with boomerang it's funny it ends with boomerang pretty much hey I'm back, baby, and heading off, even though the Flash Isn't wants him to start thing, up. We, Flash leaves him off in Australia at the house that he grew up in, trying to get Boomerang to actually you know, make amends with his family and maybe start anew, start fresh. Gets a text from the Rogues. I'm like, like, like Captain Cold, like, hey, we got a job. You're back in the Rogues. I'm like, that was just a little disheartening because we do – we after getting done the King Cold situation from Year of the Villain, like where we left Golden Glider and uh, Captain Cold going away, I'm like, I thought for some reason uh, they got to go away for a while. They got to change the way they've been doing things. And then see the idea like, all right, I got a plan. Uh, Captain Boomerang, you're back in, baby. I'm like, are we moving right back to the Rogues? Is it just a constant stream of like, he had Thawne, the Rogues, he had Thawne, the Rogues. It just seems like t- too much coming out of these two villain sets. Here's the thing is Joshua Williamson's story is ending soon. Yeah. Again, we, we always have the problem with numbers now that go to the legacy number. Like yeah, and I think that this last big story, that's what we're going to have. Now, either you want to have in Joshua Williamson's deal, either he is – going to have the rogues team up with a flash against reverse flash and all that which would be cool and that that would tie the thing up like you said his run has been a big deal of reverse flash than then the, the the uh what's it called the, the rogues, rogues yeah, yeah, yeah and going back and forth so that would be good or it's one of those things where and we always blood say work is the big bad of it all yes well <laughs> we always say too that at the end of a run you usually do reset things for everyone else and this might be his working ahead of schedule of doing that because he's not going to have the time That's one of those with weird this things. big reverse flash. The deals. idea of putting the toys back in the toy box, like we always talk about whenever a writer moves on and goes to a new project and leaves something behind, it's just say, why doesn't anybody, I'm going to say anybody at DC, the writers, whatever, the heads of DC, why does anybody have any balls to keep a status quo for something well, to change later is, on? Yeah, I, I like that. Like uh, Tom King who killed Alfred. That's why. Because you get bullshit when you end up no, with no, the ending. No, I'm talking about real the, stuff. Like all of a sudden, no, Captain Boomerang. that is real stuff. If you have Captain Boomerang, he can go and kill him. And then you have to, I don't mind resetting stuff in the way like this is, where you do see that Captain Cold, he's supposed to be better, whatever. Well, he is now getting the rogues back. But Boomerang, who hasn't been around for a while, has been part of the sewer. He has to test him to see if he's loyal or if he's good enough still. So I do like that at the end. But yeah, having the Flash help that's i do like that because where you get wally west he's the jokester man he's the jokester and he's but barry's main thing when you really write him well is the nice guy (laughs) you know barry is the nice guy and i think that this shows and one of barry's things that really does bite him in the ass a lot is He's always trusting these stupid, especially the rogues. He's always <laughs> trusting that they're going to do the right thing 
the next time. And you do that. And I think that this is well served. Which is for weird because that's Barry. almost like a Wally quality, though, even because like Wally used to hang out with the rogues and do different stuff. Barry used to go and rest him right in away. general. Yeah, Barry's the one who likes to reveal his identity to anyone walking down the street. He ended up being the guy who helped Avery back in the day to actually control their powers. He ends up with all of these things. Mina, he befriended, made, you know, pretty much a second in command before she went bad. Even blood work, Eric. But yeah, and Godspeed, he keeps forgiving that guy. That He's dead, Jim. Death. <laughs> it led to his death. Yeah, so I like this. But yeah, the, the big main draw of this is to, and I like the art, but the main draw is like to actually see a story through the eyes of Boomerang where he is always a number one. Everybody loves him. The thing that I think that the only thing actually that I feel was a misplay here is instead of giving you the squad and showing these new characters, you end up focusing a lot on Wink who ends up playing off like Harley. And with Harley already there, I can see some people reading this saying, oh, well, there's a a suicide squad with Harley and a Harley clone. You don't even get it because when you are that going was to the use last Wink's suicide deal, squad, sorry, remember yeah, Hacks? Well, yeah, when you're going <laughs> to use the whole deal, you even have it so that Wink can't use her ability. And I really wish that all of them would have been able to use their abilities to show because me and you like this squad. The more and more, and some of them we do, Chaos Kitty, we know nothing about. So no. That's one of the problems. But we know about Osita. We like her. We know Wink, you know, and all of these. And so when you're doing this, like if I was want- seeing Chaos Kitten and you know a Deadly Six are kind of left in the background for the most yeah. part. Even Zebra Man doesn't get much is to pretty do. Cool. You really like Deadly Six, the last issue of so. So I wish that this was more. I love seeing Boomerang. That is the draw. That's also makes sense. It's a Flash annual. But if you're gonna have the Suicide Squad in here. Do a little more, at least give us the power sets of the team. Show us that they're a a family. Show us these things that will want you to go up because I really do get afraid that that people are just going to think Wink is a Harley clone, which I've never really thought since the very beginning of that series. At first I thought maybe, but I also thought Chaos Kitty might have been as well. But with this whole deal, I I think that it might play off like, "Eh, I, I don't know that it would get people necessarily to have to go read the suicide squad the big thing will be ted cord yeah. and like you said they don't play with it enough to let people really know there's a lot of things we know the story and yet even then i sit there and like are people gonna understand this or are people gonna realize from this little you know quote here or this little editor's note and i'm afraid that they won't but this is fun I had a lot of fun. I'm with actually this. very concerned, though, that one thing that we dealt with, you know, I actually thought that Tom Taylor might have given Joshua Williamson the okay to kill off one of his characters in the Suicide Squad because when they are trying to make their way to the Vale, the invisible jet that the government built that they ripped off and, you know, hid in the desert, we have Deathstroke get involved because Ted Cord has put a bounty on the Suicide Squad and everybody involved, and Deathstroke has taken up the bounty. He is going after them, and the idea that these, you know, the freedom fighter terrorists, just people who aren't at the top of their game in my mind are able to survive Destro kind of bothers me a little bit because it's, you know, the Terminator. He is the best. Like, I'm going to do a Wolverine. He is the best at he, what he does. You know, I can't even and say what the he does isn't great. <laughs> I, I hear. I screwed up the quote. But what the he idea, does is great of the best. I really I thought hear. when Finn was going to go kill his death buggy that he's driving in the friggin' sands in that Finn was going to die by the hands of Destro. But there's no real casualty. This is this issue. And I know you can't, I know you can't 
play it off that a flash idea was where one of the Suicide Squad members dies. It'd be a It'd weird be crazy. thing to do. That would if, actually be cool, actually. It would be I, like upping the ante of Andrews. But yeah, I just don't be. understand how they got away from Deathstroke and why Deathstroke let Boomerang go. I actually, you know, he doesn't let him go by the Miss Chris Flash yeah. is helping, but it just, it felt weird as all. Now, here's the thing. You have to also go with the idea that we don't really know everything that is going on for real and not for real. And the idea that they go to that jet isn't even real because that's a dupe flash ends up grabbing on maybe the death buggy thing. Even they say he calls it a death buggy. Yeah. You know, he's crazy. Maybe that didn't even happen. Death maybe buggy the whole, no, deal. it's still death stroke in the, yeah, the desert yeah. against a bunch I, of newbies. I, I have as a far feeling that it's just that they didn't even go up against them at all. And it just was death stroke versus boomerang until boomerang got the crap kicked out of him because they pretty death much say stroke should have we killed Boomerang. Yeah, well, Flash I luckily love saved him. Come on. Yeah, well, and and again though, the one point of that is, is Deathstroke's contract had nothing to do with Boomerang, so I don't know if he'd actually kill him. He's that kind of guy that he would beat the crap out of him. He's pissed. I don't know why he wastes that much time with Boomerang. That is a, a question. But the whole idea of him killing him, I think he would pull back because he's not getting paid for it. If he was getting paid for it, I think Digger is dead. He dead as a doornail, but he isn't. So I, I go with it. And again, you don't know what went on, what did. You do know that Deathstroke was beating the crap out of Boomerang because that's when these government helicopters came in and pretty much said, yeah, it's funny you're saying this because when we got there, you already had crapped your pants and you're getting the crap kicked out of you as well. And so that's when Flash saves him, but goes back and we do go back to his house in Australia, which we have seen, yeah. you know, in the near past. Uh, and I really really thought that this was going i really thought this was flash going to set him up to have a relationship with his son that was supposed to end up being the new flash in the 5g oh i'm telling you i thought that this was going to be the owen mercer reveal that was then going to wrap around to the 5g instead he doesn't even go in the house he gets a message from captain called all right i'm out of here i'm in and he goes running off. So we'll see. But I do like even the moments at the end between Barry and Digger. And I do like you said, and you you kind of glanced over it a little. But I love the idea of seeing these sort of things. And Joshua Williamson plays it up really well of how Digger feels about Flash. Oh, yeah. And he feels that he is the oh shucks 1950s Wally Cleaver. And that's what he legitimately thinks. And you do. And in a wraparound deal, what I really love about this issue is how much it seems that Digger likes Barry Allen Flash, that he actually does like him. He thinks he's a good guy. He knows he's a good guy. He's just, it's unfortunate. He's a hero. Boomerang's a, a villain. They go against each other. But I do like seeing that. And Flash saved his ass and, and saved them because he said, you know how bad the Suicide Squad thing is. And you I know that you're involved because... You don't want to see these young kids get, you know, that taken care of. And it's worst, not really though, that. Because it's funny. Boomer is a killer, okay? He is one of the worst of the worst. And Barry, just because, you know, all right, Digger, you served your time. You want to be a good guy now. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Just I'm like, he's going to kill so many more people now that you let him go and just let him know, go back to the crazy. rogues. The yeah. rogues usually don't like to kill people, but they've become a more deadlier rogues over the last couple of years. They have. And that's the thing. We used to laugh that Central City was the place to be because the big villains, the rogues, you know, they don't really kill. It's a fun time. You got Gorilla Grodd shows up. He's eating bananas. Well, that's the worst you know. in my mind when Gorilla Grodd shows up. No, you just slip on the banana. Now I got to worry about King around. Cold freezing me or eh. putting giant freaking frozen wolves on my ass. 
That's right. Next thing you have blood work. Yeah, everybody's got Look, hepatitis. Look, blood work is fine. I'm not worried about hepatitis. blood work. I right. don't need that. Are they going to give me a twice? Hepat- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what hepatitis does to you. Yeah. It may make you, makes you throw boomerangs. It gives you a tight you, ass, right? Hepatitis? You know, you, you know that boomerang has hepatitis, right? He's got <laughs> the hepatitis. There's does. no way that he does not have that. But yeah, so I, I really did like this. I, I really did. It was though, a lot of like fun I said, for an annual. It's one of those weird deals where you and I always love when they use a flash annual to do a team up kind of thing and it's like a flash boomerang team up i actually do wish for the flash annual cover they would have had you know the flash crossed off and captain boomerang written in because it is a captain boomerang story yeah it would that would have been good and you, you like you just said a lot of times when you have these solo books it is a cool thing to have an annual where it's a team up when you don't really get to play that in the normal run and stuff like that. So I always do enjoy it. What will you give this? I want to give this issue a 7.8 out of 10 because well, I'm a I lot really, more positive than you. I'm sorry. I really do enjoy it. It's just all the stuff that we're dealing with the Suicide Squad. It was just a stopgap for this annual to get us to Gotham. So the whole idea of the Flash and stuff we're dealing with, it wasn't really, we didn't do anything with it really here at all, which actually set my score back, even though I did have a good time with it. Yeah, I'm going 8-5. I, I really liked it. And in, in the roundabout thing, too, you do end up them going off to Gotham, which then sets up the next issue of Suicide Squad with Batman in it. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. I love Boomerang. We don't get a lot of Boomerang. The most we got of Boomerang really in the, you know, since Rebirth and all that was in the Suicide Squad where, you know, he's crapping his well, That's the thing is, stuff. we don't get a lot of Boomerang, which is great now because we got too much of Boomerang just doing the same thing yeah, over and over again. Doing the same thing over and over and, and I'm over. I'm afraid we're to get that with this coming soon because the idea that we keep using you know what's it like a boomerang it always comes back how many times have we heard that this year alone yeah well remember the last big thing i think that we had with boomerang that was kind of it was like this before remember when he was telling uh, amanda waller how he was a secret agent oh, yeah. and all that stuff and that was good too I so i actually I, went I did back like and this reread as- that recently I did too. And that's why I actually like this as a continuation of bullcrapper, you know, boomerang telling his, his tales. But you end up here with Nightwing annual number three is next, Eric. And I'm not going to give this an 8.5. No. It's written by Dan Jurgens, art by Anaki Miranda, Nick Filardi, and Ann World Designs. Everybody wants Dick Grayson back. And while I think it will happen at the end of Joker War, Dan Jurgens gives us a sneak peek of what might be once that happens, this flashback annual is okay. But I'm not sure I want Jurgens writing Nightwing once we get back to the proper deal. And I hope we don't just shift right off to the Condor Club. This isn't a bad annual, really. It just feels unnecessary and everything feels a tad off. And boy, does it get sexier. The it weird gets part sexy about time. all of this, and before I go on, I just was like, did I say 7.8 for that flash? Yes, you said okay, 7.8. Because you said I went you know, a lot lower. I'm just making sure because it's only 0.8. I went 8.5. Yeah, yeah it's only I said 8. I was a lot more uh, you know positive yeah about but it, no so. okay but getting in the nightwing the thing is going back to the year of the villain we had condor red show up during the whole you know william cobb talent thing i actually remember saying to you i was like i don't know this is kind of an interesting turn i hope we get more of condor red i'm like now that i've read this and i've seen this world organization that's sur- like you know does surveillance and stuff like that more of the condors i don't the ever condors. ever want to see it again yeah, and i said to you at that point i don't want them I don't need this, Eric. And then we kind of laughed about it. Now that I've seen more of it and what it's all about, I don't ever want to see it again. Just, just imagine the start of this, just please. And this is where we're gonna we're gonna go through this. And I don't think that Dan Jurgens writes a great Dick Grayson Nightwing, but I also think that he has. 
Dick well, Grayson Nightwing? You have him in here. He's kind of talking a little. I don't know. But you also have it start with the craziest start where you do have the Condor Club. You know, come to the Condor hideout. You wanna. end up with them there watching a video screen of their own guy being attacked by Dick Grayson, Rick Grayson, Talon. And they have to say, by the way, the one closest to us is our own Condor Red. Oh, really? Like, really? That's our own Condor Red? We we don't know this. And it's about it just, time we got our own Condor Red. I've been wanting like, one for yeah, a while. Yeah. Man, I thought it was the other seven Condor Reds that have been going around. And I thought... Right there is just, why are you going a weird route of the, like, you can say, hey. It's a birthday party, this. Jim. Oh, this Here. is our, I've got a condor yeah. red. Thank God nobody got me a condor blue. And they're like, oh, God, I thought that was red condor. It's our condor. Just the idea of them saying, hey, here's the surveillance footage of condor red fighting that, you know, it's so weird. And there's that little bit of being off this whole issue. And so they're looking at it and they're trying to figure out who this talent is. Why they really need to know, I don't know. Because really that's done and gone Nobody and whatever. Nobody fights our condor red yeah. on our watch. We didn't and find so out who this talent there. is. Look at that way that guy moves. And Obviously so with, Nightwing. Yeah. Well, with that, then you have the weirdest flashbacks because you flash back to several weeks ago while they're watching the talent footage. Then that you go back a year and a half before that and see that Condor Red and Nightwing already had a little bit of thing going on and during in fact Nightwing story was arc. at yeah during the blockbuster story arc well and so you end up but with it doesn't Daniel. feel like the blockbuster no, story arc. it feels it like doesn't something feel that, at all like was something else that we didn't get to see going on for everything that we dealt with with blockbuster during that was it Tim Seeley on that during that blockbuster I think it was I believe so but yeah. like, it feels like a completely different blockbuster story even though he ended that by pretty much saying yeah he could never be blockbuster buster again so this has to be this actually yeah yeah it was probably or it might have i don't know because it it almost seems like you're going back like two days before he got shot which would have been ben Percy. it's just weird the way it's spelled out that year and a half whatever it would mean well, that's the but, last yeah, time we but dealt there with is blockbuster. the blockbuster deal it just seems like blockbuster and this is kind of just on the side just doing other things and then gets involved with nightwing but but even that feels off but yeah you end up where you had a meeting with Condor Red when Dick Grayson was Nightwing that he seems to have forgotten because he was shot. Yeah, that's happens. Why. Rick and don't remember stuff. No, Rick doesn't. But just to throw that back there, I think some people are going to get confused with this, what's going on. But you do end up having Nightwing as Nightwing. Everybody's been wanting it. And he goes and he heads to fight the Blued Knights, Eric. The Blued Knights. The Blued Knights. Because these guys who are working for- Because you've heard Blued Haven all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, I sat there and I'm like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to be so that's mad why now with say this. The blood. Yeah, the blued is what it is now. So you you are found one little joke that you want to use. You pound it into the That's ground, an and then it really makes things not great overall. But you, in the meantime, have what Blockbuster seems to be gathering up a bunch of people. Hey, what do you have? Oh, I have this army of these the blue knights. knights, and they are from out of town. They're coming into town. I don't know exactly what they're doing at first. 
Because it's weird because at this point, it just seems like Roland is going to go after all the different gangs and politicians, stuff yeah. like that, and anybody who might get in his way of doing a complete takeover of Bloodhaven, and that includes Nightwing at this point. We're going to take well, everybody Nightwing out. Nightwing just happens to just come across them because he even has to say, hey, everybody, forget the original target. The target now is Nightwing. I'm like, and it's where, always what, Nightwing. And I'm like, what were you doing before? You seem to be on, you know, were they going after the mayor? Because they seem to be at like the city hall. You, you can't fight city hard but they were gonna do it and so nightwing comes down and you get through and i think that he wants this to be smart and quippy and funny the whole idea hey you know guys what are you doing here oh we're the blood knights because we're from blood haven no no you're out of town you're from out of town because it's blue haven so so you're the blue knights i want them to say all right we're the blue knights (laughs) screw i'm not calling myself that I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. The, the whole Matters idea of this. Me. It's all about the, branding. But that's it is branding. <laughs> so if it's Blue Haven, you, it's just the branding anyway. It, it's not it's, snappy. It's, not Blue it's Haven. still, you are the Knights of Blue Haven. So it does. That's what I'm saying. The whole idea doesn't really matter at the end unless you have, you know, your shirts with blood dripping down. You're like, oh, man, that sucks. They're just there calling themselves something. And it goes too long. And he's fighting them. And he ends up getting gassed they end up using not gas which just seems to gassed, be their mo poisoned gas yeah. kind of thing this whole like it's such a weird idea that he is fighting them while gas because you think it's just gas that's you're know, going to knock him out it's yeah. going to blind him he's gonna, they're going to take him I out i thought but- it was the phantom i i thought it was the specter gas i thought he was going to start having, having grudges. grudges yeah he's having grudges well, against he never the stops having nights. grudges that but this true. whole thing is because even when he says later on to the condors about you know the surveillance group it's like i work best alone i'm like goddamn titans why would yeah. you say that about that yeah. but no like it's when he is guest Batman now, and Robin. I mean, well, he, he, was, he would say that because he was pissed at Batman. But like, it's true. Know, but he's heading off to team up. He's heading off to team up with Batman in the near future. Get some shots. Well, so he's t- probably in right. This time but, frame, he's still in the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I know. He doesn't work well as a group there. He's he's the nonsense. leader at this point of the Titans. Yeah. But no, yeah, this whole make thing, sense. this gas grenade that the Blue Knights throw at him is a poison, which is going to kill him. And I wouldn't know when Condor Red actually stops watching and gets his ass involved to save Nightwing, who is just the, the worst superhero ever because he just keeps fighting yeah. Condor Red yeah. and won't stop. He's disoriented, it's, they It's bothering me so much. <laughs> it just keeps going on. And he's like, look, I'm not like this. Please stop hitting me in the face. That's what he also said. I'm like, shut up. But the idea that Condor Red is going to take Nightwing back to a secret base to save his life, I'm like – there might be something similar because we, this is a poison thing. It's going to kill him pretty quickly. It seems like from what we're told yeah. in this issue, we're pretty much Blue Haven. It's the eastern. Uh, it's it's essentially Montana. New Jersey. To yeah. Montana. It's a There's a long flight. way. There is a long way. Well, it's it's Condor Red, and you know if he does, okay, get, that, it's Condor then, Red holding on to a dude. He's going to die. That's what I'm saying. If he ends up going that fast, Nightwing's dying anyway. And just the idea too that they are this this whole Condor Club. They are a surveillance company which makes no sense we'll get to that in a minute well, but the, the idea I mean, that they, what it was called when he showed up where they said it was like the um the international like surveillance something yeah. like it was a it was a world surveillance like order it seemed like they yeah. somehow got away from leviathan during the whole thing that's the whole deal well they go off to montana they reveal everything about themselves including their identities they do all this tell dick grayson everything which i think is a little off they say most of the stuff they do is legal but even when you go back like to, to watch. 
Yeah. Or the and world voyeurs. You know, they're the world voyeurs who fly around like they're Hawkman on steroids. Where, what are the people are going to be like? Look, hey, look, Hawk you want to do this steroids deal? enough for himself. I'm okay. telling you, me and you are at the He's dock. Savage. I'm like, hey there, what Eric, you better try the stuff. You better try the stuff. Hey, Is it a burger? What, what's that guy up there in that, that crazy winged outfit? Don't worry about him. He ain't watching us. Well, what kind of surveillance are they doing with this? That they don't even have. I don't it, know. Seems, I'm show on the me docks, that they can go invisible. For a winged man? No, you just don't watch for a winged man flying around doing the super surveillance. It's nonsense. It, it's and even like, yeah. Why don't you use drones for that? Drones can adapt, and that saved your ass, buddy. And I'm just like, I. It's no, no, I didn't so say stupid. autonomous drones. I pretty much said pretty much take yeah, control of the stupid. drones and just watch it with drones. And even they, with that, yeah, yeah, Dan Jurgens, I like when they're like, "Oh, what you go and peep in on guys cheating on their wives?" No, we don't do that. We're part of like governments and individuals. I'm like, you haven't spelled out anything that seems any bit well, impressive. That's the worst part. Do they actually spell out what the name of the organization is? In they this say issue? it's the Condor. That's and all that's it the is. is. The it, was, it was put out as something differently in the yeah. Nightwing during she the She just villain. ends up saying, welcome to the Condors. I created that, that whole deal. But also, oh, why – Miss Hale's going through it. Why are they combat trained then? If they, I know you want to get away, but still, they are combat. In they, case they just, crazed gas Nightwings attack, you need to be well, able to fight your way. What they need to do is they need to get these condors in a room and start having them sneak around with these huge wings and suits. That's what they need to do. Not teach them how to beat the crap out of each other. You tell me but you don't the, want a winged suit? No. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to be a surveillance guy. If I'm going to have a winged suit, plus, how do they get that suit made for Nightwing that quick? But still, before One you get to that, before you get to, yeah, it's, that suit's branded. And I think that Luke Fox is pissed right now. He is uh, cease and desist. <laughs> he wants his suit back. I think back. there's really stupid freaking immortals in Highlander 2, the quickening, are pissed yeah, off too. Maybe. Well, Hawkman might be as well. Or actually, it would be. Hawkman's uh, always pissed. It would be Hawkgirl uh, that's pissed with those metal wings that she had at one point right she's met but you end up where even the wraparound there what, is all right what, what happened with that like what is i up don't with know that? we're not talking about that now we no, have the blue knights about death metal we have the blue knights right they're there they, they end up getting attacked by nightwing they fight him off and gas him out of nowhere another free agent wild card comes in condor red scoops him up and flies away i i'm telling you i don't know much about the blue knights i don't think they agent. can fly <laughs> i don't think they can fly you end up red Con- condor red grabs nightwing and goes away so now wesley has to explain this to blockbuster well it looks like they gassed nightwing but i don't think we had the body because this crazy armored wing guy came grabbed him and flew off and to this blockbuster thinks that this is a failure and it makes no sense it's just pushed in to be like well it looks like you failed but then when wesley gets killed they end up saying, Blockbuster, get a hold of the Blue Knights because I still like them. I just didn't like him because he's a loser. Hey, you guys, let's get moving. And none of Blockbuster stuff, you said it felt off. It, none of it feels right through well, the whole thing the with Blockbuster. You want to keep the Blood Knights. And I'm like, <laughs> that's I, I what I'm saying. I, I don't remember the Blood Knights showing up during that no. arc. Was, was, am I wrong? Do I just no, misremember I don't think things? They did. I like, think that they're this done was now. It's a cool situation to use the end. Like, I'm going to explain why, where these Blood Knights showed up so it all makes sense from years mm. ago. That'd be cool. But I'm like, I don't remember anything they're about this. They're gone now. <laughs> I think they got the crap kicked on them. They're done. They Because Condor Red and Nightwing go back and get them. But the idea of all of this, like, huh, you failed, but I want to keep the blue 
food nights because I need another it's battle one of those coming weird up. Things where you look back at a book, you know, like during the blockbuster saga, during the All Nightwing of a sudden we and Rebirth. See them no, no, that's where no, they're like you know thinking about it at the time where it's like you really like a story and you wish there was more, and then you're given more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad we omitted this part of the saga yeah. originally. So you go to Montana. Right, and and you go to the most inconspicuous base that you can ever have. I mean, look at this thing; it's like a, a castle in the middle of the desert. But yeah. they're there; they're going to do their stuff. And Nightwing is out; it's he's being nursed state. back show to hell. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're nursing him back. They have the thing: Hey, should we take off the mask? Now we can't do that. We want him to trust us. And you have Miss Hale, who wants to number one get Nightwing on the squad. She also wants to bet him down something fierce. I mean, she goes through I, I the rest of this issue. To show me State. I just realized, yeah, no, that's no. Missouri. And I just had yeah, to look it up Missouri. and say, no, I was wrong that is, immediately. I heard you typing, Missouri. So, yeah, Miss you. You end up there. Miss Hale. <laughs> Luckily, it's Miss Hale. Eric. She explains Hale? the condors. She also explains in, you know, pretty much right out, she wants to have sex with Nightwing, something fierce. I understand she even, that. She even continues that talk later when you have Nightwing suited up and fighting the Blue Knight. She'll just keep going well, with it. But Jacqueline I'm Hale, you, there's one way and one way only she knows how to get a condor in her crew. Better yeah. sleep with them. I guess, or because her. she says, your body is affected by the poison. The gas hit you fast and hard, and now we're on. Yeah. The game is on. And since your choice of clothing is somewhat revealing, it's safe to say you aren't packing spare oxygen. It keeps going. Oh, you look like a man who likes to take his time. Nightwing says, what the hell's going on here? As what is ridiculous going on? as this all is coming off just like this, I'm actually glad that Dan Jurgens wrote Jacqueline Hale this way because a lot of things you'd get anymore, you would have all this stuff to, this is sexual harassment. We can't have a character depicted like this. Well, get out of there. It is. That's I'm the saying, thing. Though, people people are pissed. I know, people are like, mad at why this. Why can't you have different kinds of characters who like, you know, you know this isn't bad, but this is the way the person is. Yeah, well, because that's sexual harassment. I mean, I, I could say that I'm going to sexually so harass somebody. No in sexual that. harassment in the DC universe? No, ever? but I'm saying that you're almost you let it go. That's the problem. She he is. Turns her, she, she's he still, turns her down. Yeah, no, I'm saying though that the, if this was the opposite, then people really. But this is unwanted personal. Yes. This should be. She should be arrested. She should. The way things are now is she should be arrested. It doesn't matter if he doesn't want. It's worse that he doesn't want the advances, and it's played off as a joke, and that's not good. People were pissed at this. I thought it was just ridiculous, and I thought slapping his ass, Jim and Juan, they they don't need that attention, though they probably do. You know, like it if it is wanted. But yeah, having this just it, it felt odd. It felt real odd. But even that going into it, I could find a solution that leaves us. Both satisfied. And she just keeps I'm going. Sure. She goes on and on and on. And then it's like, hey, I'll slap your ass. He says, you violate my personal space. And about time you noticed. And then you go off because he's going to wear the armor uh, because they're going to attack the blue knights again. And they go to, to the blue knights who. I want to try out this whole suit of armor thing while I can't fight back normally. Well, they are. And he likes and poisoned. it. Yeah. So it is the he way to get him. He likes it. And they think that this is going to be one of those, well, let's get him to do the test drive and then he'll have to buy the car because he goes and he does like getting shot and it doesn't matter. He's like Superman then. They even say it. And as it goes, they end up the Blue Knights. They have one thing. 
they got gas. They're going to try to gas him again. It doesn't work this time. It's so funny coming because- back like this where he was seriously hurt. And even when he has to go up against Blockbuster, who is his big nemesis, even back in the day during Nightwing series, it was like, you know, that's who I think of as Nightwing's big nemesis, Roland Desmond. Yeah. But this whole thing where he comes back into town wearing the suit of armor, it almost reminds me of when Jean-Paul Valley put on the Azrael Batsuit and sort yeah. of like making more to take on Bane coming back this way. Because even this, he looks like an Azrael Batman mixed with Marvel's Darkhawk. Yeah, kind of. I still think he looks a lot like a bad wing, too. But you do have at least the color scheme, too. And what do you think he's called? Because we already had a Condor Blue. Bright wing. We, we saw Condor Blue fighting Condor Slate. Uh-huh. And, and so we have all this. So I, Condor wing. Condor wing. And that's not going with the branding. We were talking about brand- But still, he doesn't want any parts of this. But he's fighting with blockbuster blockbuster is beating the crap out of condor red and this has been the whole thing where dick grayson wants to say listen you have all your tech but you have to have experience you have to know what's going on you have to be smart you have to think on your feet you have to you be can't able to rely put a on tech into blockbuster's yeah. face and you can't rely on tech so what he ends up doing is doing both he gets the best of both worlds where he does end up putting a grenade in blockbuster's face and blockbuster's out and then he just wallops him one and then that's it and that's where they're like okay in the meantime since they are a surveillance company eric miss hale and her squad there they have been watching this fight and they are doing the stats and this confirms that the talent that, that had recently fought it was nightwing all along and so you end up having the one girl say well should we go kill this guy he's a real jerk no we're going to maybe use him because I want to get in his pants. I mean, I want him on our team. That's how it ends. They, and this is where I said, this seems to be like Dan Jurgens. Yeah, I'm stuck doing the Rick Grayson stuff. I came on board here, but I do have a plan afterwards. I'll use this annual to set things up. So you that think a- Jack Wood Hale is going to go and get that memories crystal and, you know, you no, are I, on the I, condors. It, it's going like to be in the Joker. Joker. <laughs> we saw in the Joker yeah. where I mean, the solicits point out that you're going to end up having to remember like things and uh, you end up having, you know, by the whole 75, the Batman 100 things going back. I don't want the Condor Club in as my Nightwing. Well, that's the thing is, at this point in time, what we're dealing with, like we just talked about how we essentially just had the same Nightwing issue that we did in Year of the Villain, just replace the Talon with the Joker. What we're doing here is we're replacing the Nightwing squad with the Condors. Yeah, that's all it is. There's nothing that there's feels a, fresh. There's a white guy, there's a black guy, and there's a white girl. Okay, yeah, they're, there they're we the go. Same. I'm like, uh, away we, we go. We are essentially telling the same story over and over again and just calling it a different thing and this may not be what's going to go forward but it really feels like it it really feels like it and the thing is that it's going to really mess up dick grayson because he's not going to know if he should put the grease paint on the outside of his armor or on the inside (laughs) on his face where people can't see it that's what's going to be the big thing plus now he's going to be as bad as the nano grease paint that mr terrific puts in his strange adventures he might uh, but maybe he'll get that but also maybe instead of being a cabbie this he'll use the suit to be like an Uber that people ride on his back, right? Plus you're going to get <laughs> Plus you're going to get it really you want to go back to other things that this story kind of reminds me of. The idea of Dick Grayson 
joining a covert surveillance. That is just the book Grayson then, because that's what they were doing then. And you can only imagine that this would lead to, oh, we have a job that we have to find out this person's identity or do this. I don't need that. I really want, and I Poor know that everybody, something fresh. I know that everybody loves Bloodhaven. Right, and that's his home deal, his home away from home. I've never liked Bloodhaven all that much. The well with Nightwing. The funny thing is, I laugh so hard because you have Dick Grace, and he's like, "Oh, the the Blood Knights, huh? You guys must be out of town. What what are you born and bred there, Dick Grace? And you, what is this, my mother from South Philly now? You jerk! But I just he needs to get away. He needs to get away from all of this. When he ends up getting back his memories, send him to Hollywood as a PI. That's what I want, Erica. The PI for you the You and I stars. do not want the same things. I just want him to get away from Bloodhaven, maybe even Gotham well, that's itself. The thing go is, go even back to Chicago. Thing, where we have in Bloodhaven, for the most part, we haven't really dealt with no, anything in Bloodhaven. I'm like, when we started doing some stuff. We had the Tim's, runoffs. That was saying, okay. We had Tim Steele start off the whole stuff with the runoffs, and we did that weird thing for a little while, but – we never explored the city as it is because things kept happening to take them in and out of different places. And then, like, you know, even when J- Sam Humphreys jumped on with the judge and how the sea transformed, we were told about these casinos and these different things. But, like, yeah. we don't get, you know, Nightwing doing Bloodhaven stuff. It really just feels like an afterthought whenever he we have Nightwing training in their, you know. Yeah, there's in, a scrapyard. In the, in the scrapyards. He, he did that. I don't know. I don't know what I want because. You just don't have the feel that Gotham City does in the comics the same way in Bloodhaven. Well, how about this? I am a. You need and a few I, more I said that I hope go, this doesn't happen. Now we're at Sealy Boulevard. Yeah, and we're at Higgins Dixon Avenue. Avenue. We're at, you know, Higgins Avenue here. And we end up here. Oh, my, we're at Jurgens Plaza. You end up with this whole deal where I, I've, I said in some of my reviews and even the podcast that it would kill me if we go through all this Rick Grayson stuff. And then when he gets his memory back, they cancel the book because the sales aren't good. No. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a little space before we come back. Uh, because this getting Dick Grayson, this should have, I was excited when I saw, oh my God, we're going to actually get, okay, I can see what Dan Jurgens really does have with writing a story that he should have full control over in the Rick the dick Grayson's, and i didn't like it i i didn't like the idea i work alone no you don't no you have been on teams that's one of your best things that's one of your best qualities is you're a leader your friends are your family yes. you love being around them yeah you can say like i don't feel comfortable with you handsy lady and also these other guys and and really the other thing when you go through it what little we get of condor red i like him I actually like that yeah, character. Right. I like. I even like that. He, I even said before. I wanted to see more of him. I yeah, saw I more like of him. That I like that he's a fan. I like it. Hey, big fan. He shut it. <laughs> I like that. But like you said, it, came, it kind of points to just the same old, same old, and that's not what we need with this book. I not gave it a five five. I did like the art. Yeah, it's good. I, I could be convinced to go up to a six. Even. I can. It, it's five not five's horrible, good. I'm right there with but you. But five five is what I gave it. And yeah, it's just a disappointment. But it is an annual. So and really, everybody, yeah, you. You really was don't. just an annual too. And you know what that was? I know. Fun. It was fun. This end, you don't really need to read this, except that might be important later. But anything that They're you would have had here that's what's important. Going on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and really, the way these writers go, they'll reiterate it for four issues <laughs> at least. So really, just you know, save your money. But that is the end of the annual section. Er, sayonara, sucker, is what I say to Smell it. Smell you right? later. Mwah. Smell you later, jerks. 
Is that is that what you say to the books? I don't know why I hate the <laughs> books so much. Hey there, you jerks! Get the hell out of here! I don't need you no more. Where You're is talking my your door kids. Slam? Those aren't books. Yeah, you didn't realize. The other day, I was you recording. Have I, was, I was doing a video, and I'm trying to think. I think it was the video for Ant Man, the Marvel book. And I'm doing the video. I'm recording the stuff in the middle of me recording. Zach opens the door looking crazed i mean he looked like he had lost his mind sauce again i don't know well i do know what happened he's looking all around he's doing this he comes into the room as i'm i'm trying to record and if you listen to this video you hear me end this shit really quick like i had to get the hell out because of what was going on i already recorded too much i did but he's there and he's this room isn't big he's pacing he's looking i'm like what the heck so i end i'm like what the hell i realized then he was sleepwalking and he came in and he had this crazy idea that tanya had turned into a spider and he needed to find her i'm like it was obviously you gotta night. save your mom from turning into a spider and you know what i said when i when i stopped the thing i said what the hell get out of here i started yelling at him and i felt bad because he was confused <laughs> he was all confused you know when they say don't wake up asleep i yeah. don't go by that i wake them no. the hell up i wake him the hell up he's people. young enough he's young enough he ain't gonna have no heart attack or anything that's me i was having a heart attack while we were talking i was all pissed off but we're gonna go off now the annuals get out of here see you later Get out of here, jerk off. Ah, yes, but we'll be back with more books Stop in the morning. racing. You once were a god, but now you're a man. And you can't even smile and you don't understand. Gives you so much pain. Can't even stand Tom King Hero is something to be A Tom King Hero is something to be Don't get too attached Cause everyone will die The only time you're not angry is when you cry Might as well just give up and don't even try A Tom King hero is something to be A Tom King hero is something to be All right, and we're on our last section of books. We have three books for you coming at you. The best three of the best, books. right? Well, we, we don't usually leave the best for last, so you're going you're gonna to know that right away. But there are books that people do love. We may not it's like true. them as much as others, but books. they are – and they are very much love. Well, the last one's a Trinity book that just seems to have problems. But what are we starting with? We're starting with Hawkman number 24, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Fernando Pastrin, Eau Claire Albert, Cam Smith, Wade Von Grawl Badger, Jeremy Cox, and Rob Lee. Carter and Shire have been transported into the void where a certain lord beyond that void seems to hail from. And now that they are there, it looks like Carter Hall is going to have to answer for all the people, slave and Deathbringer alike, that Qatar Deathbringer banished into the void. He had a big old fight with maces to the faces. And in the end, we see that the lord beyond the void is more than some big ass pillar. No, he's actually got a form. 
Oh my, hey, I'm warm for his form, Eric, and the Mesa's in the faces, I got. And yeah, I know that the big thing about this, it makes me laugh because you do have all of these slaves that were condemned to be there from Qatar, Deathburn, you know, all that. But this does kind of right away skew the numbers, like right away he's going to save all these people, it seems, maybe. But the what, whole you, idea- You're just talking about ending Hawkman's curse? That's what yeah, we're going to do yeah, right I'm away. Yeah, that it's like already this is like 10 million. He still has a long way to go, but still, uh, with this- though you're gonna we're gonna continue having the same problems that we had well, in this, this is whole not, deal not only robert venditti with his pacing which i do have a problem with but he is really pulling on a thing that dc does mostly with brian michael bendis right now where we have a situation that the reader or fans of the character they want resolution they want some answers to things and all we're gonna do is dance around something that should have been resolved less than two years ago because this is issue number 24 it's two years worth of story and we're right back to where we started with Qatar deathbringer but we know nothing else from like you know what we started with like even the idea Qatar's like i'm going to give you your memories back carter he doesn't have his memories back we have shiara hall freaking you know the, the hulk woman of thanagar here we don't know what her deal is they talk around the situation like you were that woman that followed me from one to one yeah i'm like she was like an ethereal otherworldly woman let's talk about that and how she cursed you to have these lives and or how she has them herself let's do something because for some reason she seems like she just got her memory back the way carter does but it's all fragmented she doesn't know what it's real. I'm like, we haven't progressed at all. We haven't done anything. And this is one of the best reviewed books out there. And we said then Diddy, he I don't even have the music. Diddy. He ends up he ends up having a you know a formula. So with this, you do end up with some of those wow moments. You know, you end up well, yeah, seeing the Hawkman and Bringers, Hawk fighting Hawk side by Hawkman, side, yep. Mesa's to the faces. That. Everybody wants yeah, that. You shit. also have the idea of do you remember, you know, me and you? Wait a minute, let me look. Oh my god, I do. I remember you were a good guy. I, I kind of remember that. And there's a little bit of a, a deal here, a little line that I don't know why it bothered me, but it kind of made me laugh as well, where, yeah, I, I made a journal and I wrote things. I'm not much of a writer. That's just showing you you're not going to get, you know, the tales of the Hawk Woman, I guess, because she didn't write them down. But, we, you know, you're going through this. And by the end of this, being a guy who's outside of the whole Hawkman fandom, you're looking you're in. a Hawkman fan. You, you know, you have Hawkworld who does love this series oh, yeah. and because that's their thing. But I just sit there and think to myself, because of my situation and just how I'm, you know, rating this and I'm reading it. I'm also reading, including Marvel, we'll just throw everything in. I'm reading and reviewing 18 books a week, if not more overall for the podcast. So when I get to this book, I need more. I need, I need more than just having Hawkman on the page. That's not enough for me. I'm not a huge fan. I want to be. You need to convince me I am. I am getting bored. It's almost like the walking tour of nothing. I'm sitting there just waiting for something to happen that feels big to me, not being a huge fan and knowing things. Yeah, you see Deathbringer stuff. I'm reading this. I'm like, didn't we deal with this? Like, we, we dealt with a lot of this already. And I thought, but now you have Cheyenne that you have to add it in again that, oh, well, now I'm here. Let's do this. And then with all of that, with something that does start to feel big, you just kind of end it. You now just let's kinda, fight. Yeah, it's always just that. And well, even this I'm whole thing where she's it. trying to remember herself, like this, this is weird. Like, I always felt that you and I were connected beyond even one life. I'm like, 
Yes, you were married yeah. to Qatar Hall. We you know, know about Carter Hall. What do you I mean, mean this? Come on. Please. And and now you're there, the the void beyond. I don't know what the hell half of this stuff even means half the time because you're just there for an issue or two and then you go away. And yeah, I like the idea. I love the art. The oh, art, yeah, I think, great. is great. And some of the moments I can even get behind. I do like, and it's it's a weird deal. It's almost like this issue feels like some of the things where we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, the last book, and some of the stuff that Steve Orlando does with a Wonder Woman, I do like because I think that he respects and loves the character. I do get that from Robert Venditti. I do think that he likes Hawkman and wants to have this going on. I also think, though, that everybody's eating this up and it's allowed him to make a pacing that is so much like a Brian Michael Bendis, but the same people who are going nuts about that, they seem to give this a pass all the time. I don't understand it. I don't know why you can sit there and say, oh, we don't get enough in the sewer, and then go to this and say, oh, it's awesome, because you're just getting wow moment, then a little dribs, wow moment, and then end. You, you don't really progress anything, and I have lost track of what really the overall story is supposed to be, because we're just going here and there and trying to, you know, change the odds of how many people were, you know, there, but I, I just don't get the love of this, and I, I don't think this is bad. No, no, it's I'm just that I it's not a, a perfect book. I don't hate this issue, even the idea that we have Shire and Carter in the void where, you know, Carter had sent all those people slave and death bringer alike like i said in my blurb that you know banishing the lord beyond the void but here i like the idea that you know carter is now faced with his first atrocity of doing these things to like you know yeah. he has to fight against the slaves that want to kill him he has to fight against the death bringers that was call him a traitor because he realized the error of his ways and he wants to save all of these people i'm like i like all of these aspects but not two years down the road where we finally no. get back to our first arc and here's the deal you got which ended at issue 12 oh this is the thing that, that as you're saying this, what how I want to explain this is you end up liking this book, but that doesn't mean that when you have a setup issue or an issue that not much happens, that doesn't equal out a 10 out of 10. It, there are going to be dribs and drabs in some runs. You are going to have setup issues. You are going to have things where, you know, that, but nobody seems to ever think that this book is anything but perfect. And when I read it, I get hyped. I see everybody's score besides yours, but you're a miserable prick. So Aww. I end up like, oh man, this is going to be great. I mean, when you gave a 7.5 of one issue, you end up having people on Twitter that rejoice. He likes they were it. Having a parade. He likes it. <laughs> they were having a parade that era, even Eric Shea gave it that. And, and pretty much meaning that Eric Shea's 7.5 is anybody else's 18 out of 10. They were rejoicing in the streets. But yeah, with this though, you can't just think everything is solid gold. You got to rate it. And I like the art in this. I like the moments. I like seeing Carter end up stepping up and saying, yeah. I'm going to make this better. Even and the whole the, thing, the- I like seeing the actual Lord Beyond the Void because I'm telling you, up until this moment in issue number 24, I really thought that that Lord Beyond the Void was just a big-ass pillar the entire yeah. time. I and thought, now he isn't. Oh, he's got energy, he talks to this pillar, whatever. Now he's a man, kind of like a Trigon-looking man, but like, or like... <laughs> He, he looks like he's from a metal group for some reason, but with horns and he like bone bat wings. It does. But it does he looks like a, he does look like some sort of Swedish death metal group, right? Called like he looks Bridge like Glenn Danzig like a bit, actually. He does look actually <laughs> but this whole pretty thing sexy. Where we have him show up, and the, the whole thing that we're supposed to believe—it's—it's it's just like perpetual in death metal, where she was whispering out, "Where I told you beyond space and time, you would not escape me. Everything you've done—it's been all of my doing How to get you to this you? point." I'm like. 
well, I don't like that one bit. I'm telling you, I like seeing the God. I lo- like this whole thing's fine. Just the idea. I did this the entire time. Like, well, I'm out again because why would we have to have this? Like Carter coming back here because of the Sky Tyrant knowing there's an artifact that would kill the universe and he wants this. That's suitable enough for me to say, this is how we got here. We don't need the God, the Lord beyond the void saying, I did this the entire time and you didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow. The whole thing is when you get to the end of these Hawkman issues, I always feel like I've only read half an issue. I actually always expect that we're going to get an ad page at the end and then we're going to get back to it. Like, all right. I'm not good with those because I usually just stop reading at that point. (laughs) That's that's why I'm hoping, Eric, because I want to stop reading, right? But yeah, you end up with enough to get – we say this all the time – enough to not make you angry, but not enough for me to feel really satisfied. (laughs) Did. <laughs> ah, yes. Fight me. Yeah, so you have all this, but yeah, at the end, it, it looked great. Yeah. You end up having some Got big Hulk moments. Man, Hulk woman right? kicking ass, taking names, taking on some Lord Beyond the Voids, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I 6.8 just, out I'm of 10. telling you. And I'm more positive than you. I'm giving it a 7.5 because I actually like the art a lot. So do I. And Put, get this, Eric. I'm excited at the cliffhanger. Oh, no, you never heard you that are. before, right? It's just <laughs> no. this tiptoeing around the freaking talks that you want to have as a fan. It infuriates me from this to Bendis. Everything that we're dealing with right now, it's like we're in a holding everything. pattern that will never give you an answer to big things that you've wanted known for two years now. And is this because they're going to end up switching things up? So they are, but they're well, in a holding pattern way too that. soon. The, the, you know, we've been in a holding pattern forever. I'm telling you, we're, we're circling, circling the jet around. We're in a holding pattern until, all right, we're reverting back. And then, like, you know, we're changing we're the universe. Run out like, of gas. You, you didn't give me the answer. Oh, it doesn't yeah, mean you Like, well, why we're have gonna, I been We're going to crash. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, when you get into this issue, like you said, two years worth, and like, I, I kind of think I remember you from other lives. Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Like, really? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, don't we have the definitive freaking origin of you? Can we please talk about you giving me the ability to reincarnate until I freaking yeah. save as many souls as I've taken? I'm really, you, you can tell that there isn't that much. Uh, we'll talk about nonsense for 30 minutes. Uh, we're done. Uh, we're going on to the next book because, again, you just don't get a lot. I did it. Yeah, there you go. Here's the next one, Eric. Speaking of running in place. I, I think right? we could actually outbeat this one for what we have in Strange Adventures number two. It, the only thing that's going to screw this section up from being a 16-minute section is that Wonder Woman nonsense. Yeah, true. That's going to be the nonsense. But Strange Adventures number two, written by Tom King, art by Mitch Gerards, Doc Shaner, and Clayton Cowles. This is going to be another Tom King book that's hard to write as an individual Bullshit. issue. <laughs> I love both Gerards or Gerards and Shaner's art. I'm intrigued, yeah. but what little teeny bit of info we get here. I like Doc Shaner's art. As a single issue of a comic book, I was bored out of my mind. We have two issues that both end on the same scene, which shows you the overall pacing of this so far. But the two end scenes vary a bit in dialogue and setup. And I'm not sure if that's a clue or not. Stop it. In a book that is focusing on what is real and what is not, that better not be a mess up. All that said, I don't want to go down the Tom King rabbit hole again of puddlers, punches left-handed, Big Barda's eyes change color because I always get burned. Every time you get burned, if you we try to think something is I going on. suicide that we would not do this again. And I'm you telling you, every time it. we get a football, a miniseries re- or a new arc, we I end up doing this bullshit. 
you sending me messages about what puddlers are and what this could mean and that you think it's this and it ends up that it didn't mean anything no, because it changed by the end. You never can does. never trust anything that and people say, "Oh, Tom King's better on these smaller deals, the 12 issue." No, you may like it. And if you like Mr. Miracle, that just shows me you like anything Tom King. You're going to love this. You're going to eat this up because it's Tom King through and through. But if you want to have something where you want to see what the hype is, you want to know why everybody loves Tom King, though that sheen is off. You don't have that as much anymore, but they're still super fans. I'm telling you right now that there is never ever a reason unless you're a super fan to read anything of tom king's in anything but a trade you should wait for the trade and i'm telling you this wait for two trades just wait till it ends and then read it all at once you'll be better served you'll save money and maybe you'll get a better experience out of it or go and look at the the things because when you start seeing reviews like you did and mr miracle number 12 of people like well i don't really understand how that ended but boy it was great oh boy trust them don't trust them anymore and when you end up having, you know, I said at the end, like, uh, what gives? <laughs> I, this is just nothing. And people attack me. But yet when the people who loved it and I said to them, please explain the ending, I was getting nonstop. Well, it's nothing that one person can explain. It means what you brought into the experience. You know what I brought Fuck in that? You're, you're talking you. bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's like you're doing. And so through two issues of this, I was intrigued by the first issue. I thought that, okay, you know what? Yeah, you kill somebody, you're always going to do that. You have what seemed like a kid dying, you're always, this is Tom King's MO. And so when you go to this then and realize quickly that we're going back in time in the second issue, because at the end of the first issue, Mr. Terrific shows up after being recruited by Batman to check into this whole idea if Adam Strange was involved in genocide on Rand and also did he kill these people? Yeah. And and, and did he kill that person who called him out on it? And he ended up showing up at the end of the first issue saying to uh, Adam Strange, hi, I'm Mr. Terrific. I just read your book. Can we talk about things? Well, right. When we go in the startup here and he's just buying the book, I'm like, here we go. And so you're introducing people to Mr. Terrific. I know that this is black label. I, you can do whatever you want. That's the thing is I still don't see it as black label because it was switched to that where I feel like this was originally I think that's written why it for was switched. regular continuity because right away you have Mr. Terrific, you have Batman, you have Adam Strange or Tom King's version of these characters where he doesn't know what to do with Mr. Terrific. He's the third smartest man in the world. Well, I guess he's He's really good at trivia night at the pub, so he better just that, quote freaking trivia answers over and over again. I think that he is preparing to be on Jeopardy. Is that all? He, Take and, that, Ken Jennings. And, and this is the thing there. Take that, Caitlyn Jenner, right? No, no, right no. no. Oh, no, no. I, I, that wasn't the, the person. No. So you have all this going on there. All right. You have all that going on with this. And so you end up wanting to show that Mr. Terrific is the smart guy. You want to show what I'm getting from this is you want to show that he is a man of fact. He is a man. And you can go and read shit is what he is here. Go and read Gene Luen Yang's Terrifics, which isn't the greatest book, but he ended up going with the idea of a Mr. Terrific. That's a man of science, not of religion or faith. That was done well in that. This is giving you this idea. You know, he's a man of fact. He's a man. But I don't think that you're getting enough of that where you just you do spend, seem dude you spend so much page time of this one issue just watching mr terrific do other things while he answers a t-spheres answer that's it 
And what I want to ask people, and this is serious, and some people probably have done this and all the power to them, what you're trying to show in my mind. Now, again, we always have to guess. But what I think Tom King is showing you is that Mr. Terrific will be a guy who only is – he, he needs the facts. He's only good with the facts. He doesn't want to guess. He doesn't want to, even though at one point I think it's off when he says roughly the amount of, you know, mileage between earth and ran. He's not a roughly guy, but when you end up doing this, well, it depends did, anybody, on the orbit. did anybody check if any of these things were correct? Did anybody go through and fact check these? That I did Everything I that he says is bored. true because that might be a clue. There might be things that we're no, seeing that the T-Sphere no, ass. I am not and also, doing the freaking dig that, you don't the diving know, deep I into know, this whole thing. I know, but this is what I'm saying, though. This might be something that Tom King is going to reveal I don't think at he's that the clever. end. I don't know. But Even that, if he but uh, if you're uh, doing originally this, wanted to do something, I think he would get bored and just abandon it and move on to something else like he has done with every other thing he's set up. It's It's my play. That I would have done. He ends up barraging you with these facts. You could end up having one that's a little off. And then at the end reveal, because Mr. Terrific, I thought he was a man of facts. Oh, wait a minute. He wasn't. And that's why he's going to let Adam Strange. I don't know. But the, the idea of just these facts, if people are saying that, oh, my God, it's so awesome showing Mr. Terrific this way. I hope you looked up these facts to see if they're real because you're basing this on those. I think those. you should go read some other Mr. Terrific and, and actually see how cool the character you is. You don't even know what the T-spheres are. They seem like they are an Alexa that ends up just asking you questions. Like, even what, when what you have this? Mr. Terrific decide he's going to take on Batman's case here and go find out about Adam Strange and he has this freaking can of looks like you know grease paint. I swear to God they had to, after the fact, just in like a Microsoft Paint, just write on Nano well, because that's, yeah, that's they the have deal. no idea that Mr. Terrific does not just have paint on his yeah. face that it's a nano thing that comes yeah. up. It's always on him. It's a part so of you, him. So you're saying that it is actually a after the fact yes. way of trying to even, fudge it. That's what you're look saying. at the freaking way it is. I'm telling you, it doesn't even line up with the can. Yeah, I know. Uh, you might be right because I don't think that he kn- – I don't think just, anybody just think. involved knows and again, Even the, the, my favorite part of this whole thing, when Alana is walking away from Sardath and out of the desert where they're now in hiding on Ren and they're counting down and she knows that Adam Strange, her husband, is going to show up, her love. I'm like, I love this, but I'm like – you didn't even have him Zeta beam in. He flew out of the sky. Why didn't the Zeta beam come down on Ran like it's supposed yeah. to? I'm like, yeah. you, you even fucked up my favorite part of this whole issue. And yeah, it's only it two ends pages. up where you do see like a, a blink that must be it, but he just comes flying down and it just seems like it, it's going to be lost on people. And, and so you have these crazy things there. And I do like the stuff. And it does seem like the stuff that's going to be on Ron is going to be involved with a Adam Strange who he's being accused of, uh, you know, atrocities, but it's going to be, you know, he said, she said, because they do end up having to go and get an enemy of theirs to try to go into the fold with them to end up winning a war. The and Helitad I think tribe. That, yeah, and I think the hell I think that they're going to be a little bit over the top. I, I don't think they're going to be able to be controlled. And I think that's going to be where Adam Strange is doing the best he can with the limited deal he has. But he is going to be to blame. And it, it might all even of a sudden play the out the idea. Go and kill all the picks and they're going to be like, yeah. Adam Strange done did it. 
Yeah, and that's what I think. And it's going to be one of those like, you know, well, I didn't do it. Well, you're the leader. You were the one who got them. So you're the one who is responsible. And I think you're going with that. Then you have a little bit on the real life sort of thing. And I don't even know if that stuff on Ron is even playing out the way it's supposed to. I think that we're going to intermix the Mitch Garrard stuff with the whole Doc Shaner thing, which we kind of do a little when – the one and you have Adam and Alana about to kiss. It kind of melds into that style of Mitch Gerard's a little. I think that we're going to see a little bit of a, you know, a bleeding in between that some of the things we're seeing aren't real or whatever. But again, that's me thinking that the Mitch Gerard stuff is the real stuff and the glitchy stuff from a Mr. Miracle is the stuff we see on Ron. I'm starting to do it again. Not doing it. But I want people to know that Mr. Terrific even just the idea that he looks like he's in a rundown apartment that he lives in. I mean, this guy is a billionaire. I mean, this guy is or terrific tech, whatever you want to call it. I mean, this guy is the be all end all. And also you get to a point where you end up having Tom King wants to play off this idea of a Mr. Terrific who isn't looked at as a great hero like Adam Strange. It seems to get to him. This seems even like a racial thing, the way it's played out here. But that doesn't feel Mr. Terrific like. It feels it's such weird. It's a weird idea to throw this out here because in my mind, just personally, Mr. Terrific is a He's way great. bigger character than Adam Strange. Like I was, I don't even know if I was, we were on Mike Ward's. I almost bought a Mr. Terrific leather jacket. You can find this if you look it online. Yeah. What Michael Holt wears. going to be Mr. Fair Play. <laughs> Fair Play <laughs> down the sides, terrific uh, on the back. It looks amazing. I almost I did remember it. when I was talking to you about that way back. Not the coat, but just the idea of his coat. We were laughing so about cool. it. Yeah, it all, it reminds me of like the people with the different tattoos on their hands and stuff. But even if you want to get angry, if you don't like Tom King, you just you end Such up having a bigger character yeah. though than Adam Strange. Like, who but, cares about yeah. Adam Strange except for since Brian Michael Bendis decided I'm going to throw him into some Superman issues. Before that, nobody fucking did anything. Even yeah, no. we had him in Justice League United. That series just kind of ended and he became a Zeta Beam, you know, monstrosity. Yeah, and then yeah. it just ended. I'm like, we didn't do anything yeah, with the did. character. We haven't since. And why would we jump in and you just got a murderous child out of nowhere, you goddamn monster top king? Yeah. And then by the end, though, it seems that the kid isn't dead. This is the thing that Mr. Terrific starts reading. But how does he glean that from the book that everybody's read and doesn't? I know he's smart, but because there's things he's lost about. A child. He knows what it's again, like. But again, but nobody he's, a else man, has. he's a man of fact. So he's reading what should be, but he ends up where Batman is calling him when you do see Mr. Terrific. Hey, I'm, I'm in. I want to do this. You know, I'm, and you even have to play it off. Like, why does this have to remind me of Batman 62 with those nightmares, with the whole, you know, freaking Professor Pig and stuff with that art with Mitch Gerards? Because that was during we have the to nightmares. Be of everything that kills we don't me. like, Mr. Miracle, Batman, whatever. Yeah. So then you, you basically have. Adam Strange trying to do the right thing. He's going to go and recruit, you know, an enemy to try to be on with them. In the meantime, Mr. Terrific seems to be pissed a little. He wants to be a unbiased deal, but everything is pushing him towards not being that, especially at the end. But even at the point where he's like talking and you have Tom King given this, you know, really scattered background of who Mr. Terrific is. And he's like, yeah, I was winning them gold medals. 
but it's not even metals. It's metals. And it's just like really yep. like everything seems Editorial like it's rushed. It's fine. Everything seems like it's just shoved through. Nobody cares. And even that well, because scene. Who cares? You're, it's, it's boring as hell trying to get through those fucking moments. I actually end up skipping a lot of them because I'm like, I that do not scene, need to see yeah. Mr. Terrific just answer a T-sphere <laughs> a trivia question over and, and over you again. You mean while that's going on, you don't want to see him lugging a weight? you know, a plate from the the weight room and throwing it to break ice and dive down. Now, maybe we'll find out something from that. Shut up. Maybe he's diving to something, but we're not getting it here. Well, and you're probably jumping to, to conclusions, that's for sure. Well, I'm just saying, maybe we will, but right now we don't. And the whole idea of this deal is I'm trying to explain to people, you got to review this, not saying hopes could have, should have. And again, some of the things that I did with death metal were hopes that I didn't give that a 10. And so you got to go by what you got. And it bored me. This issue bored the crap out of me only to end at the same place as before. The big wow moment is Mr. Terrific's butt cheeks. Just to remind you what is black label, Eric, you see his ass cheeks. Yeah, yeah. And also you find out, hey, hey, T-Sphere, after all this nonsense that I, we made the readers go through, ask me a question that I don't know. And okay, Mr. Terrific, uh, what was the sex of your daughter, or of what was the sex child. of the baby of the unborn child when your wife <laughs> died? Like to, that's like what is a trick that question? Would be great. What was he the sex know. of your daughter? Yeah, uh, I was saying, it's like I don't know, but yeah, as he's putting on the <laughs> nano deal, uh, what was the sex of your unborn child? But that. That, to me, we already know, again, if you know Mr. Terrific, even if you don't, you are not really making a more tragic character here because he's already that. He already is that. He is a hero. Batman trusts him to do the right thing here. That means leaps and bounds of anything else that you can tell me. And just the idea, hey, Batman, I don't think that, you know, his kid's dead. I think he's lying. I don't know what else is lies. Only then, hey, ask me something, calculating, calculating. What was the sex of the unborn child who died with your wife? And Mr. Trevor, listen, 3XL, shut your damn mouth. I'm going to put in another A-track and get some sports questions out of you. But yeah, it's just nonsense. Mine it's boring to me. And this may end up be yeah, yours had the <laughs> I had the A track on, but you end up where this all could pay off. It really can. This might be the greatest thing ever, but so you could everything else. Everything else can be. <laughs> Any book that you read. The, the next arc, and this is why I love, you know, new arcs, but also new books, new creators, because you do get the chance that you are going to be able to read a classic story for the ages. But in two issues, you can't claim that yet. You, you end up with a Especially guy with who, we get here. how did the Batman run end? Yeah, a lot of people upset with that. Yeah. How about the heroes in crisis? That work out? No. And so this is where people seem to forget about those just because this is reminiscent of a Mr. Miracle. Well, don't you think that this is a guy trying to do that because he's desperate because people have turned on him? Please, he's doing this. Wait till the end to say it's a classic. I'm mad now, Eric. Get the hell out of here, book. I've moved I just, on. I just X'd out of it, Eric. That was me <laughs> telling it to get out. But, but you need Wonder Woman still. <laughs> No, I still have that. Okay. I got rid of the strange. I didn't close my comic okay. record. I just closed my strange adventures. But even so, I, I just can imagine too that one asshole on YouTube's like he's back with the faux anger people. I just get so angry. This week has opened my eyes, there. Oh, has I it? I was blind, uh -huh. but now I can see. 
I do need glasses, though. You do, too. I'm but what would a, you give this? What I would, you would give this? us a 3 out of 10. There is oh no story God. here. I'm a fan of Mr. Terrific. Just maybe not like the character the way it's depicted at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Mitch Gerard's art. I know they're going for something with the back and forth between Doc Shader and him. I don't like the way it looks, so Doc Shader's fine. And that's the only part of the book I like was the whole thing where he comes to Ran and uh, Lana's waiting for him. But they even screw up the Zeta Bean aspect. There's not a lot to like about this issue or the series in general by what we get right now. Yeah, my big problem, I'm giving it an FU5. The big problem I have is Tom King had, I mean, the guy, whether or not it was him or not, you know, he promised a wedding. He went on TV. That didn't happen. Then he ends up saying this and that. Everything's going to work. It never happens. All the clues never come about in his books, even lauded books like a Mr. Miracle. You left a lot on the table. But he continuously writes stories that you have to have 100% faith in him as a writer. If you don't, you're going to be left behind because I can't sit there and read this and sit them. Oh, man, like I don't know that I'm actually loving this, but I know it'll pay off. These are things that people told me about, say, a Jonathan Hickman. You know why? Because he has had things that paid off. He has a John Byrne. These are big writers that do end up having a payoff at the end. But yet I can't sit there and be told that I have to wait and have a payoff from somebody that didn't do it for me just because others have. And that kind of even happened over at Marvel with Jason Aaron. I got yelled at, oh, well, John Byrne does this. So you have to trust, you know, Jason Aaron. Well, I don't need to trust Tom King because he's never, ever shown me that he can write something that he knows what's going on from an issue two to an issue eight. Everything changes. You get things. Think of the clues that we got in the first two issues of Heroes in Crisis and then think of how they ended up at the end. Nonsense. So I'm going to go FU5. Just get the hell out of Get out of here. I already told it to leave here. All week I was losing my voice too. And I, I, I'm getting there again, but I don't know why I was losing it. You ever have like your voice goes and there's no reason? No. It just, it's gone. I ended up waking up the one morning and I didn't have my voice, Eric. And I could, this is me, the me, most me, I talk me. all week. Me, me, me. Same here. But that's what I'm saying. That's what's weird. It just left me. It left me like my enthusiasm for these comics. Oh. I don't even think I'd realize I lost my voice until I got on here because I don't talk to anybody. The funny thing is, Eric, all these times, I wish I had the slow uh, piano music. All these years, Eric, I don't think you've yet found your voice. I agree. That's what I say. Is that what Wonder Woman number 757 to end this whole deal. Written by Steve Orlando. Art by Jesus Moreno. Mwah. Vicente Sifuentes. Mwah. Ramallo Fajardo Jr. Eh. And Paul, or Pat Brousseau. I don't know why I dissed Ramallo Fajardo Jr. Ramallo? I don't know. He's getting, he doesn't follow us, so I'm doing that. Have you heard the one about Phantom Stranger ending the story arc out of nowhere? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard that joke? Well, Strap yourselves in and on as we get to the finale of the Four Horsewomen story that never really had four horsewomen and ended in an issue with one of the most out of left field reveals ever. Something really odd must have gone on behind the scenes to get Steve Orlando to abandon everything that he's done for at least six issues now. It goes beyond just this yeah, art. I don't know he how did long leading up now. to this issue. I, I went and looked. It started at 752. Uh, is when you ended up starting the War Master had her origin, then you start recruiting. But head uh, Wonder Woman and then all heads off to the pearly gates of heaven to battle for Paula von Gunther's fate. 
and her very soul, Eric, it seems. And it comes out of nowhere. Now, I want to just say right off Is that Ward doing it in heaven? Yeah. He has come down. Now, this is my problem. You end up by the end that Phantom Stranger comes down and says, I am judging Paula Van Gunther. She hates it, you I'm so saying, though, this much. This whole thing, though, that we have Paula Van Gunther at the end, she has been cursed because of the blood of her ancestors. So much sin that the Phantom Stranger has been told by the presence to pretty much take her out, turn her to stone. Wonder Woman wants to fight for somebody. Why do we go to the gates of heaven that seem to be on fire all around? I'm like, are we still dealing with the Teen Titans battle with Jin before what happened here? But no, I'm like, I mean, why isn't she crazy. in hell? Okay, here, here's what he says. We who exist all serve for centuries. Amazon, I have watched the Van Gun or the Von Gunther's vendetta. Right today, Paula Von Gunther has inherited both their strength and their sin. She hates you too much. Her hatred for your people is unrelenting. She is a soul so spoiled there is no one left to stand by her side. Is he going off to Lex Luthor next? Because Lex hates the Look, crap out of Superman. Only what the presence wants. That this is it's, this is the thing. Basically, Phantom Stranger has been told this lady's a villain. Where's Cheetah? Is Cheetah next? It's going to be one she of those seems weird to be things where this is going to be a thing that you know Phantom Stranger has to do to atone for something, but it's going to be a wraparound thing to make Wonder Woman realize something more. It's all Man, a benefit for Wonder no, Woman. You think that? I think that all of this is going to be it's is when, weird when Paula Von Gunther the, the end up with the wraparound is Paula Von Gunther ends up turning not stone. And where am I? Oh my God! Uh, you're the only one who helped me, Wonder Woman. You were right. Yeah, but here's the problem: is I'm going to start off right away. We start off the issue and we go back centuries, right? Yeah. We go back centuries and to see. Valkyrie's up to no good. Val- we see Valkyrie fighting the Amazon, Apollida, yep. right? And it's Apollo. Yep. We have done things in this in this run where you had Wonder Woman say, look, I'm going to use the lasso on myself. Here, the Amazons weren't bad. They, they didn't do what you're saying. I can't believe you, Wonder Woman. You just believed the story you were told. Well, first off, we never really got the connection where I, I didn't even get this, where we sort of thought, and I think that everybody would have at that point, mainly the idea of, well, that was centuries ago, but not realizing, wait a second, it was all the Amazons that are still yeah. there, and we see it's Apollo. This whole thing could be stopped right now. With Wonder Woman going and wrapping that lasso around her mother's arm and saying, what happened, mom? Well, they attacked. There it is. That's her. There's no, you know, ancient. That's her history. We see her there. That's all you needed. That's all you needed to end this. But they're just going to fight. And you do see this curse that is out of nowhere. Oh, the Von Gunthers. You're going to have a curse. It's going to make every What All is the curse? All of the Valkyries died except for the Von now, Gunthers who had to take the bodies back for burial. Yeah. And then she was met by the Phantom Stranger. The Stranger. The Traveler. And he says, I am one who goes where he must. Whose face True. He, you will forget once I pass. So this isn't something yep. they can tell no. Paula. Right? So then it says, your curse will weigh heavy for generations to come. Uh, what, what curse? What's the curse that's going to lay heavy? I, I'm because guessing it's never the curse explained. is going to be whatever the Phantom Stranger does to them at the like you know when he needs and, to. And that's the thing though. But why didn't he go when they were siding with the Nazis in World War II? And this is my yeah, other thing other in this. Back yeah, then. well, listen to this. This is the other thing that I, I go with. You have Paula von Gunther, and and the way this was played out, Steve Orlando never really got to the point where you did question Diana. You always know that the Valkyries were in the wrong. Also, you end up having 
her family history involving siding with Nazis. And also she's being told all of this information by screaming zombies from Valhalla who are always pissed. Well, you curse, never get she this cursed play. their blood. Yeah, but we don't know that the curse was to be zombies that are pissed. I don't know. But you end up with that. So you go to the present where you do end up have Paula fighting Hippolyta. While you end up having genocide fighting the rest of the Amazons, we have a problem here because Steve Orlando knows by the end Diana and Paula are going to leave the playing field here. They're going to go to the gates of heaven. What do you do with genocide? Because genocide is being pushed as one of the biggest, baddest things here. If you don't have a a way out, if you don't have a way out, she will destroy Themyscira. You will come back from heaven as Diana and it'll be a wreck. Nobody can stop her. So you end up making her a golem which we never saw. Oh, no. All of a sudden now, the War Master is in complete like telepathic control of genocide this entire time, and that's all we're dealing with. The weirdest part about everything we're dealing with, though, is when we brought in the Amazonium last issue, where Wonder Woman is talking about, we have to change the way we're doing stuff if we're going to survive for the new world and stuff like that, going into the future. So I'm like, all right, we're working towards something with this, you know, idea of changing the Amazons from what they were into something new. We can't kill these people. We have to show mercy. We're going to use some Amazonian the freaking do some weird stuff maybe get some money going on but when yeah. but when you know they're Donna Troy is handed the God Slayer sword to go I'm like no it's such a we mess. have to do things differently because that's what Diana wants us to do and then we go and stab her with the freaking yeah. sword I'm like I guess we don't have to wait you know Even we, we actually wait until she is you know, like you know can't move I'm like you actually did the worst thing possible. You you actually yeah. hurt uh, or like stabbed or slashed an undefended opponent at this point. I'm like, yeah, what are you, you just started the cycle again. <laughs> and even with that, just think of genocide. Genocide's now a golem. If Paula is not paying attention, is not around, genocide shuts down. What was she doing in Boston fighting everyone where you ended up having Paula in Norway? They, they were out. They weren't paying attention. They weren't paying attention, though. She was fighting with uh, with Wonder Woman. And that's all that happens here. Once she ends up getting to, you know, oh, my, she's fighting Apollo. It's like a mirror Oh, thing. wait a minute. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. She's a puppeteer. We d- but we didn't have the puppeteer before. We had genocide doing her own thing by herself, all by herself. Wow! But we Paula did have we did have those you know magic portals open to see what she was doing. Yeah, but that that's not constant deal. This is where in on this issue you end up having Paula turn her attention to Hippolyta for a second, and genocide shuts down for a minute. For them to go, oh my God, she is being controlled by Warmaster, and if Warmaster doesn't pay attention fully, she ends up shutting down. Well, we had this all along. She wasn't paying full attention all the time to this. Plus, just the idea that we had four horsewomen that we didn't. You end up having all this. But the only reason this golem thing pops up is because you're going to have Paula leave and you're showing that genocide can't be defeated. So she would just go nuts. But you end up having things here where you you have, like you were saying. Donna Troy goes and takes the god killer sword and slashes now while her connection's disrupted. I'm like... Did you just kill genocide while she couldn't do anything? I'm like, that's what she did. But I think that's also. But just remember, though, you're setting her up as a puppet golem, so it's not really somebody alive. It's almost like when they have heroes fight and they, you know, destroy robots. Everything's off. You even have it a point where everything's going on. You do see Maggie. Hey, Maggie, what's What's going on? Hey, I'm new here. You're genocide. All right, let's go. They're going to fight. Yeah, so they're going along. And I said in my review. 
it's a shame that this is what we'll probably always get from Maggie. They want to make sure that you, you know, hey, I know the, the continuity. Maggie's just hanging. Yeah. Hey there, I'm here. She's yeah, a warrior so woman now. You end up where Paula then breaks free. And you're just going to have the same things from one to one. Come on, Paula, you know, your family was bad. I was trying to protect you. I care about you. I, you know, all this. Paula's kind of going to go back and forth. But when we do end, she pretty much is like, well, you told me this 7 million times, but now I think I believe you. But even then, Paula runs off. This is when Donna Troy is fighting genocide. All that's still going on. Wonder Woman has to make chase, says to Apollo, hey, get the symposium or whatever. Get that ready. You know, we're still going on with this. The Comic-Con's still going on. Uh, But while I go, we're going to make sure things are right. Apollo is like, yeah, we're going to have justice. Wonder Woman says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your form of justice is what got us into this. No, no, no. They were right that nothing of theirs was wrong. Uh, uh, On a form of self-defense, daughter, dear. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you, your form of justice, you fought off invaders, and then that bloodline has had a a grudge on you the whole time. Spectre grudge. Yeah. So even some of the dialogue at the beginning, one of my favorite bits of dialogue that we love, the Steve Orlando dialogue, he's getting a lot better. He really is. He's not as bad. But at one point you have – Donna and Wonder Woman, let's go fight genocide. Donna ends up going out of turn and slashes genocide in the <laughs> back. And, and uh, Wonder no, no, Woman's no, no, pissed. Just the whole thing where, like, we got to do it like Diana does. And I'm telling you, it bothered me so much yeah. the idea that they took the sword and killed genocide. Oh, I'm it. saying this is before. Yeah, I know, this I is when they're yeah. together. Yeah, because then you have Wonder Woman get mad and the art, like, Donna. I said to hold back. And I'm reading this out loud. She says, sorry, force a habit when watching your family battle a mindless murder golem. Wonder Woman basically says, boy, I've been waiting forever to hear those words. I love those words there. What words? Golem. (laughs) Family. Man, I love that. That's all you need. I will do anything to protect my family. And then have Wonder Woman. You know what? Hearing that, you know hearing what? the word family from you is great. But Haven't the last the thing she Gollum said, a long time, mindless murder it. golem. She's like, that would be a really good death metal band. Mindless murder golem. I'm doing it right now. But yeah, it's just everything's off. And then you have genocide who is in between both Wonder Woman and Donna. Hey, do you remember our Orthus dance? Huh, two blades, two sets of teeth, and someone unlucky in the middle. Oh, we're playing monkey in the middle. Hey, let's kill him. And it's just like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, it's going just on. nonsense. It's nonsense. So you end up with all this. That eventually, we only have to deal with like four Amazons, even though we have an island that's supposedly doing battle. Just, but we're only dealing yeah. with four. Yeah, only four. And they're all and going. Maggie's then, one of them. Then you end up where, you know, you have Wonder Woman. They're all fighting genocide. She realizes, I better go help my mom. I think I just saw her get disarmed. Also, there's a funny part where they say, we better go off in that distance to fight the genocide who's like two feet away. But they end up, oh, my God, I got to save my mom. She's disarmed. And then you have the awful thing from Paula von Gunther. You might be disarmed, but I'm going to unhand you as well. I'm going to cut your hands off. Wonder Woman comes out out of nowhere. and instead of tackling Paula instead of the poor wellspring just gets beheaded it seems for the no reason the wellspring isn't doing anything you should stop the, the woman and so then they're just going to go back and forth with this i think that you're bad amazons are bad no they're not yes they are i'm going to give chase to you ends up using the lasso and then out of nowhere out of all this six issues this is of this bickering she said she said to have paula get the thing and say you know what sometimes overly you know anger that doesn't mean truth i don't know what's going on and then 
Phantom Stranger shows up. And and that's where also you get Donna Troy just kill genocide well, for no Paul reason Van and Gunther, a non-hero we're, we're deal. trying to get this whole idea across. This, you know, we've been saying the same thing issue after issue about the Amazons were defending themselves. No, they weren't. They had killed. This whole thing. Maybe I admit my doubts about the past. Okay, so Paul is all like, you know, maybe the Valkyries were in the wrong. Yeah, but yeah. what about them pointing to the Amazons? Yeah, They're immortal. Yeah. If they've forgotten, it's by choice. The truth they didn't isn't forget. lost. They're hiding it. I'm like, no, all right. So Use the lasso. No, 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 no. Wait, you, you, you had your doubts about what happened, what, what the truth is. They're telling you what the truth is. They haven't forgotten anything, and they're telling you the truth. I still yeah. have no idea what you're complaining about, Paula. Yeah, she's almost going and saying again, though she Nobody's should also say anything. Those she should also say pieces of yeah. shit nonstop. Like I said, though, Hippolyta only needs that lasso around her arm, and you will find out the exact hundred percent truth of what happened. It's over then. But Phantom Stranger shows up out of nowhere. Why now? Why didn't he show up years ago? Why did he have to wait until this moment like where it does he seem? Just when he needs to be there. I guess it seems like everything's resolved. Like he's pissed that all of a sudden she realizes, but she does. Like you See, said, Phantom Stranger, she, you can't she has look to get at mad just again. like a normal hero or anything. That he is where he needs to be at a certain point for what the presence needs him yeah. to do. Why is it now, though? Why would the presence need them to be don't there ask now? God questions. Well, there's not going to be a reason. He says because she is angry. Because she won't get over her anger. It seems as if the thing that triggered it was, you know what? You might be right, Diana, but they're jerks. And then that just, boom, Phantom Stranger, you're too angry. The whole thing that's going on, we don't know what the curse was. Is the curse to just have a well, she grudge the that you won't get off? Uh, but what is it? The what curse. The main sure that the Von would continue on to go against the Amazons. But again, why are you there now to stop the curse? Because the curse is what led to this. You were the one who you said the gods, the the pre- they had to have a reason. They cursed the Von Gunther line, and the only thing you can get out of it is that they were cursed to always think the Amazons were bad and want revenge. That makes sense to me. But it doesn't make sense then to come back and say, "Oh my, she she's really cursed." I mean, she's really cursed. So I better go because she's done. Uh, again, turns it's her to one of stone. Those that we have to wait and find out why the Phantom Stranger yeah, I, was tasked with doing this think, in the first place. Well, legitimately, I've been told we will not find that out. Just so saying, we'll this see. Is how he we works. will see. I know, but we're not going to find it out. That that's just a fact. They're just going to go, and Wonder Woman is going to have to fight for Von Gunther because he says that she's going away, not just because she's bad. Because nobody's left to stand by her side. She has nobody to help her. When Wonder Woman says, I am. Yeah. There's me. Okay, well, you have to come and fight for uh, the gates of heaven that are on fire. And then it says, now, you know, in the presence of my Redeemer, to whom you and I are nothing, do you still wish to fight on behalf of your enemy more than ever? And then you're just going to have her fight. And it's going to end up with Paula von Gunther realizing, oh, my God, she does love me. She was right all along. Boom. Set. Match done. What, why and is the nonsense. gates of heaven on fire? Who knows? <laughs> why are they going to get her from a curse that they gave her? I, I don't know. It would have been no, one no, of the I don't things think it's where not the curse, like the the curse, is something that the original von Gunther had cursed on the Amazons. The idea that they'd always come back like this and take revenge. 
he, Phantom Stranger gives the curse. He says it to him. I'm cursing you from now on. You no, have no, the I'm curse. He is remarking on her curse of doing this. That he's cursing yeah, their blood. Yeah, but I'm saying he ends up saying, you know, I'm the one who goes where he must. I must face forget once I pass. We're cursing you. It's going to weigh heavy on generations. I will revisit you when the time is right. And then it's just the times right later when the curse that the curse has been the same curse all along. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And it's out of nowhere. And that's the end. This is the finale. It's done. The four horsewomen story is over. Now we're going to this next story in heaven that just continues the stuff with Wonder Woman saying, hey, I, I love you, Paul. I'm sorry. And then we end it. This is the end of Steve Orlando's run. Uh-huh. He has this next story to go. And then we go and go off to reset with Mariko Tamaki. And we'll see what that's all about. But yeah, this is just weird. It, it is, very is weird. weird at the end. And I, it I'm just up. trying to explain it. I'm not trying to tell you that I really like the no, issue. I'm, this, I'm just I, saying I'm the problem the is, going is on that here. Even though it's, they are out of place, like the but Phantom Stranger showing up, up out of nowhere. Well, I mean, he's showing up out of nowhere. I'm saying just in this issue and the story. I mean, this is saying that the Phantom Stranger, he just shows up when he needs to. Well, it wouldn't make it any better if he showed up at the end of Batman and saying, oh, Bane was bad. You know, I have to come and do this and go away. This is nonsense. This is a story that was set up for six issues and an annual to end with a deus machina deal of Phantom Stranger saying, I'm taking you to heaven. And that's it. That's the ending. I give it a three five, and I love the art. Oh, I that's actually great. just think that this is the most ridiculous way to end a arc that lasted over a half a year to just end with. Well, we're not going to really end. We're going to go off and fight in heaven with Phantom Stranger. So that is I am the curious deal. to see where it leads and like why we would do this the whole idea that the Phantom Stranger is here. There needs to be a reason behind it, and I want to know what's going on with that for the last yeah. arc. I would end up we'll giving see. it a five, a regular five out of ten. And actually, and and the deal. Now that I think of it. I think there's only one issue left before really? his run is done. I, it's one or two. There's not a no, lot. Not sure. I think that, yeah, I think Mariko Tamaki comes on in August if the early of uh, the latest is September. Mm-hmm. And it may be September. He may get one or two or three, whatever it may be. But yeah, there's not much time left. He's almost done his run. But what do you, what are you giving? A regular five out of 10, not an FU five. I'm telling you, I like the art a lot. I'm telling you, I look forward to what comes next. But this was a very lackluster ending to the Four Horsewomen thing where each issue, I kept giving the benefit of the doubt thing. This is a cool idea for a story. Let's see where it goes. And it, it never really went anywhere except for shouting the same things over and over over again to the end where the phantom stranger comes and just takes control of the story for no reason yeah but hopefully there is a reason and it will be cool hopefully that would be cool but we're gonna go off now to our book of the week all right, Eric Shayam, what is your book of the week my book of the week is a tie this week between metal man and the flesh annual a tie you say is that because you couldn't make up your mind no no because because i both 7.8 is that your final answer yeah what's up with your voice right now what just happened I feel like I have to be, well, it's one of those, this is like the, you know, fancier part where it's almost like the the book club. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here on earth 28 and I'm uh, smoking my pipe and I am laying there there? on my bearskin rug naked, Eric, is what I'm doing. It's a weird way to smoke the pipe, but the hell with it. It's the only way in my mind to smoke a pipe. I do what I do when I'm in earth 22. I said it was 28, Eric. I'm going against my continuity. My book of the week is actually, there's going to be a, 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 can I put a chapter of the week? Because I did tell you, well, Flash is my book of the week, but I ended up really liking, and if you listen to the Spotlight Show, I really like the deceased 
Hope It's World End uh, Chapter 3, but it's just a little chapter, so it's, it's tough to give Your that. Your book but of the week is, is really Flash good. Annual. Your chapter of the week is Deceased, Hope at World's End. Yes. It's also, as I told you, my chapter, Chapter 4 of Taming of the Shrew is also up there for my chapter of the week. Weird. And also, what probably will be me later, Chapter 11, Eric, because <laughs> I'm in trouble. But that'll be later. That'll be a later chapter, right? All right. But let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week. All There's right. a bunch of books coming out, some big books, some things that Luke Hollywood will perk his eyes up and ears and say, oh, my goodness. Perk you have, his eyes and ears up. Perk gotcha. his eyes and ears. You have Aquaman number 60. Right? We've been looking forward to that. I, I believe like that the wedding is coming. I hear wedding bells. Isn't and this I a hear... Jackson Hyde thing going off now? No, I think that's next Damn. issue. And maybe not, though. Who I don't knows? know. I think that this is the issue before that. We end up having Batgirl number 46. Batgirl, Eric. Old we can get Batgirl. back to that. All righty. Batman number 93. How do we leave that on? No, you, you want to know? You really want to know, Eric? I'm saying that because I can't remember. But I remember <laughs> at one point, though, we did end up having a KGB steric with oh, this crazy deal. Oh, that's right. Deal. The living and gold ha- or whatever the hell You have the living gold statues, right, oh, uh, of that tech well, company. that's coming but up, guys. It, it's also Gals. her parents and the things, the back girls. And also, oh, my God, why aren't people limping anymore? Sadly, I, I think I have understand. to go back and reread that, and I don't want to. No, you don't. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a way to, you know, ease us in. But we also have Batman Beyond number 44, Aaron. Not on the show. Oh, Green- no. Batman Beyond Mark takes care of that. Never mind. Yeah. Bat- uh, Green Lantern 80th anniversary, 100-page super spectacular number one. Perking your eyes up. We end up having <laughs> Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey number two. Uh, some things that we're not going to be doing but i like to mention just in case you want to put them on your pull list because of these changing times you also have books of magic 20 you end up having john constantine hellblazer number seven you end up having those that if if you're in you can go in you end up also justice league number 47 eric we're going to be in tartarus that's are. give them their tartar sauce is what i say (laughs) <laughs> That's what I say. And get the jade monkey before noon. You end up having that issue. Uh, we're hoping that maybe we deal a little with the specter and not just the, the Tartarus huh. god. The, no. yeah, the prim- primordial god Tartarus. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Why because not? we didn't set that up, but well, that's kind of the MO anyway. Justice League Dark number 23. Hopefully, Some we're going to get down, the, man? the upside down cake, is what we have. I like it. You like? Do you like funny cake or you like the shoe fly pie? Shoe fly pie myself. Yeah, I was a funny cake guy as a kid, but now as an adult, my tastes have evolved, and now I'm a shoe fly pie man. I've always been a I shoe am. fly pie man. Yeah, I, I, funny cake uh, is very dark chocolatey, which yeah. was always a thing for me that I liked. And uh, yeah, I used to like that. Not as much anymore. It ain't so funny anymore. <laughs> you know, it's it's like one of those like you ain't funny. Now that you, you gotta of, pay for it. Yeah, you're kind of tasty a little, but you, you're not really sweet. You know, you, you're kind of rough. You kind of you know throw shade Stop at me. Stop talking and about stuff. Tanya. Uh, I can't stop. <laughs> I love her so. Red Hood and Outlaw number forty six there. That book has to be ending at 50, right? It's gotta. You would think. Uh, Suicide Squad number six. Hopefully, that big flash annual will end up getting everybody pumped up to continue reading Suicide Squad off to Gotham to fight Batman. 
I, I hear next they're just going to be in death metal. And then retroactively, they were in all of the doomsday clock. They are trying Obviously. anything they can do to get this to work. Nobody wants to be involved. Nobody wants to play with that. I love it. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. It's really it. good it's book. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, please, people, read it. You have super time. You have super. <laughs> please, Eric, stop with your knife. You don't have to get that mad at Jess. We have Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number eleven. Does does he slap around Lucy Lane in that or become a Nazi? Yeah, I don't know. I that book is nonsense. But you have Teen Titans number forty two. Still not getting that annual. <laughs> We're waiting for that annual. <laughs> That's supposed to clear things up. I would believe maybe we'll get that on annuals week. We have the Flash number 756, which is funny because sometimes this will end up working out that way where when you have a book and then an annual, it seems like you're getting a lot of Flash in a row. But after that annual, maybe Joshua Williamson has hooked us in, Eric. Maybe. And, like the me, negative Flash family. No. Like me, Eric, the last book, not something we cover on the podcast, but Joey Costco reviews on the site, The Low, Low Woods. Pretty low Eric. woods. I, I, yeah, it is pretty low woods. I, I like to think that that's a book about Ronnie Woods' family and what they do when he's on tour with Rolling Stones. That's what ends up happening, that's a weird Eric. Idea. That's what it's about. It is, but I think it could work. I think that I'm on to something. Nobody steal my idea, especially you, Ronnie Wood. You don't need to do that. Get on tour. But yeah, that is it, Eric. That's it for the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed me not being on my medicine and losing my mind. I think you're is right. Is what's happening. I, uh, I'm i also hungry. And I'm, sure I'm and ugly. Even- I'm even a bit of hangry. Well, you're telling stupid. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, true. we all have our own thing here. It's true. <laughs> That's all we have. But uh, yeah, I, I have one of those things where I'm, I'm playing the devil's hand. I ended up where we had to record a couple things, but I am cooking a pizza downstairs uh, because we have to get rid of everything in the freezer. And uh, yeah, I think that pizza is burned, but we'll see how that I goes. think you'll be we'll- okay. Maybe. It was supposed to be 15 minutes from when Maybe I came not. up, Eric. I'm screwed. But, Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Keep week. it weird. And weird. we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Oh!